Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner, the finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about tonight? I don't know, but you look really low on the monitor. I look low on the monitor. Boo! It's because I'm low. <laughs> I mean, as far as the volume is concerned. Well, you know, I should sit closer like this, I guess, when I talk soft. We're good? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. You don't have to chase the microphone so much. Okay. That's fine. Anyway, it's Thursday, so we so start... you're... <laughs> it's Thursday, so we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. And, of course, Brian has to opine on the shooting in California from the uncooperative perspective. Then our military heroes, the Fuzzy Muzzy Report, the News Behind the News, and the Illegal Invasion Report. Followed by Police Lives Matter. The what invasion report? The illegal alien invasion report. Oh, okay. You just said illegal. Illegal. I was wondering which one that was. Yes, and usually we've been doing for a couple of years the new police state, which it does exist, folks, but we do have to also highlight Right now, the police are under attack. So I found this article. If we get to it, it's kind of interesting, Brian. It's it's actually what you said they should do. Arm them? Quit. Who, the police? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you say? Especially in these black neighborhoods, they don't want the police there. Protect yourselves, right? <laughs> Isn't that what you say? It's your job to protect yourself. I'm going to have to be propped up with something, I think. All right, so uh, it's Thursday, so it's time for the pledge. Our patriots, hand of a heart, face the flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now, before I go any further, I got to tell you up front, I don't feel too good tonight. So, I really kind of don't feel like I have any energy. So, we'll see what we can do. Uh, so, oh, God, I get to opine on the shooting in California. Hasn't everybody already done so? No, because you want to talk about semi-automatic weapons. I know what I want to talk about. Uh-huh. All right. 
uh, there there was a talk show host I was listening to that seemed to have a problem with the term semi-automatic, saying that makes people think of automatic weapons, and we shouldn't we should accept that word. Why are we letting the gun control people uh, decide what how we label things? For everybody out there that doesn't know this, a semi-automatic firearm means when you pull the trigger, it shoots one bullet, but it also rechambers around. Hence the word semi-automatic, because fully automatic, if you hold, as long as you hold the trigger down. It'll keep firing and reloading and firing and reloading and firing and reloading really fast till you melt the barrel down. So the semi-automatic is the official nomenclature of the gun industry. That is what it is. Why in God's day would we want to change it? The difference between that and a regular rifle is, or, or hair gun, is it doesn't rechamber around. In other words, bolt action, you've got to work the bolt to expel the shell and put the new round in, right? That That's not a semi-automatic. That's a bolt action rifle. Semi-automatic handgun, same thing. In a revolver, what happens? It doesn't reload. It just keeps spinning around, so it doesn't count. It's a revolver. Anyway, semi-automatic is not an evil thing. Uh, I don't know why people think it is. It it just means... You don't have to reload every time. Right. <laughs> Until your magazine is empty, which what, whichever capacity that's at. So, please spread the word. Uh, you hear somebody struggling with the notion of semi-automatic that they sh- need to shut up and embrace it because they're sounding like morons. Now... Moving uh, right along. (laughs) The thing that I... uh, I did not say... I did not mention a name. I know. I'm surprised. We we are uncooperative. You are allowed to, because I do all the time. Anyhow, again, our thoughts and prayers do go out to all the families and their victims. We knew it was a terrorist attack from the moment we heard shots were fired. We're not idiots, Obama. Well, we knew there was a good chance it was. And not only that... No matter how you look at it, it was an act of terror, right? No matter who was doing it and why, it's still an act of terror. And I love how they were saying to self-shelter at home. No, um, they were telling you you were on lockdown. Well, let, let's be very honest here. Very honest. You want to be... Uh, sheltering in your home is something I, I highly advise you do on your own. Because if you go out there with your M16 and you're walking around, they're going to end up shooting you on site. Yep. So, I mean, you end up putting yourself on virtual lockdown anyway. It's not safe to go out there. So I would barricade myself in and I'd be waiting for them to come in one of the entrances. And once they were highlighted by that entryway, bye-bye. Make them come to you. It's the best game. Build your defense. Make it to your advantage. Yeah, but they, again, what you were saying, if they, even if you were, if you said this yesterday, we were in the house, we have our shotguns, we're ready, and people come banging on our door, and we're not going to let them in because we don't really know who they are, 
and they end up being cops, we're going to be killed. Well, no, in that scenario, I think the cops would be killed. Uh, in, in a scenario where they accidentally, uh, well, the, for whatever reason, the whole SWAT team decides to come in the front door, yeah, we're going to be dead. Maybe. I don't know. They still got to come through that door one at a time. And they they do. They come through the door. Anyway, I would shelter at home, uh, but I don't believe the police has any power to lock me down. Uh, that's nonsense. If I decide I don't want to go and I want to go out there, I'm fully capable of doing so. However, the problem is that I won't be them. I'll be somebody else with a gun and they'll shoot me. Because I don't have the right uniform. I just, I love the way that they tried to make it sound so nice. Sheltering at home. Yeah. So well, beautiful. That's fine as long as they don't come door to door into my home without a warrant. Again, I can't, I'm not going to be able to go out anyway. It's not safe. It's just, it would be dumb to go out the door. You're just, you're going to die. Um, so whatever they call it, it's effectively the same thing. If they're going to shoot you, they're going to shoot you. Does it matter what they call it? They did this in Boston, too. In Boston, though, they called it a lockdown. That's why they no longer call it a lockdown. That's too. right. We had a New York reaction to that as a people. We didn't like that at all. That's right. Uh, That's why they changed it to sheltering in a home. And look, what, look, I locked down a whole town in Pennsylvania over that manhunt for the guy who killed for the weeks. state trooper. For weeks. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's okay. I can understand a couple hours, but. No, no, no. I'm not going to be in lockdown for a week. That's uh, that's like imprisonment, isn't it? Yeah, so the criminal run, criminals run free and, and the innocent people are criminals because they're locked down. Right. We understand now. I do. And like I said, uh, but strategically speaking and even tactically speaking, it would be much better for you to stay inside and defend your house from invasion. No matter who that invasion is, that's up to you. Uh, but do know that there's a whole lot of crazy stuff going on right now. On one hand, they were trying to militarize the police department. And on the other hand, they're trying to tear down the police department. Yeah, because they, they reevaluated their plan. And they figured out that most of the cops weren't going to go along with it. So they needed to tear them down like they're tearing down the military. No. They reevaluated everything. No wonder they seem schizophrenic. I told you they're schizophrenic. The progs are schizophrenic. Well, I, I know. I get that. The other thing <laughs> that I have to tell everybody out there, and we're going to have to say it over and over and over and over again, it is absolutely the right of the governors to tell the federal government who can and cannot come into their state. And, and the government cannot nationalize the National Guard. So you Just governors so you know. out there or any legislatures or any of our folks that listen to us and have the ear of said legislatures and governors, please call them up and tell them, do not bring any of these maniacs. They're already here, people. They want to import more. They're already here. Have you seen that? Oh, boy. I, I had Where's the NSA? I had something on my Twitter for you. Do. I think it was something like 280 terrorist attacks were supposedly thwarted. Uh, that's a, how come we don't know about all these things? That's a lot. And we're going to bring, that should say right there, we don't want these people in our country, period. But they're 
stupid. Do you remember them calling the Arab Spring? And I was like, more like the Arab Winter. And sure enough, it's a, it was a winter. Well, they want to do that again here. They're going to try it again. See, they're going to work. They're going to work with the fuzzy muzzies, just like they did over there, and the commies and the socialists and all of the unions and the bobbity boobity boos, all the left. And they think they're going to come out on top, but Islam wins every time. I I don't think they should keep doing that. Although, couldn't couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of people up there in the White House, huh? Just say Did they no. ever put them on lockdown? Lockdown, <laughs> house lockdown. I don't know. Just say no. And again. Yeah, but you keep saying that, but you got to tell them to say no to what? Anything the federal government wants to throw at you. The states need to say Any no. Any new laws at all? Or regulations, because they are laws. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, when lawyers get confused, it's a statutes and regulations. Regulations are statutes. Don't! Uh, an attorney, really? <laughs> uh, yes, all the all the regulations from the unconstitutional bureaucracies are actually statutory law. Otherwise, they wouldn't have the the enforcement, the force of law, right? How are you going to tell somebody you can't? You got to meet these standards of emissions coming out of your smokestack. If if you can't do anything about it when they don't listen to you, so of course they're laws this they're in u.s code therefore they are laws all all the rules of how the chambers and the houses operate is all u.s code it's all law it's not just rules just not just regulations it is law then you've got to think of it that way then you have to ask yourself where's my equal protection under these laws where do these laws get their power from? Oh, wait, nowhere. So they don't exist. You just, once you start realizing this stuff, it's just, man, our lives will would be unbelievably better immediately if we got back to the Constitution. <sighs> All right. Our military heroes. I've never started the show on that one before. I need to push a button. Push the button. This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. Okay, time for our military heroes. 38 Special. Who who do you think? I, I was not a fan of 38 Special. And now they're on my radio show. Ah, <laughs> oh, how things change. All right, our military heroes from the Associated Press. After... Three years of study and debate, Defense Secretary Ash Carter ordered the military today to open all military jobs to women, removing the final barriers that kept women from serving in combat, including the most dangerous and grueling commando posts. And I guess they have to be uh, registered to, for the draft now, right? Oh, they're kicking that one around. You called it, babe. You have to be. 
It's equal protection under the law. You can't have two separate requirements, one for men, one for women. Same thing goes for these so-called standards that you're, these women are going to have to... Uh, and I, They have to meet the standards that exist right now today or, or more stringent, are tougher, are harder to obtain, but not lower. But that's not what's going to happen. They're going to lower the bar. They're going to start it with the women, but then it's going to be, well, well, homosexual men, and then it's going to be uh, small men, and then it's going to be, I don't know, crybabies, whatever the, whatever the case may be. Serving in combat. I don't care if you want to serve in combat. Uh, be in your own brigade and stay away from me. Uh, please be far away from me when you start shooting that thing. No, I, I look. You want to destroy your bodies, women? Go right ahead. It, this is this has already been done. This has already been discovered that this will destroy a woman's body. They're just not. They're just not made for it. Because, like it or not, we are different. And wow, the whole reason Obamaist decides to push this through is because three three women were able to get through Ranger School after. I believe it was three failed attempts to get through, even when they were helping them along uh, to try and get them through. It took four times for them to get Guess how many times the guys got? They got one, because that was the rule until the women challenged the test. Well, you got to give them... At least a hundred tries, right? <laughs> we got to get some women to do this, darn it! So good. So uh, they, there's women that finally got through that they really didn't deserve to become rangers. That call themselves rangers today. Uh, I don't know who that's supposed to help. It doesn't help the rangers. It doesn't help the person because the idea is when you go to combat to have skills. Not you can't show them a card. Oh, they have timeout cards too. Yeah, go. Yeah, right. Here, enemy. Timeout card. Timeout card. Timeout card. I want to see somebody do that. I want to see somebody do that uh, because I know I know how uh, stupid some people can uh, can actually be in the military. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, I, I'm having too much fun with that. All right, so I, I, I what, another Carter I can't stand. What, uh, his landmark decision rebuffed request by the Marine Corps, uh, or, or should I say corpse, to uh, exclude women from certain infantry and combat jobs and signaled a formal recognition that thousands of women served and many were wounded or killed in the last 14 years of war in Iraq and Afghanistan. We are a joint force, and I have decided to make a decision which applies to the entire force, Carter told the news conference. Now, this has already failed everywhere it's been tried. Everywhere it's been tried. Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, I know. The Kurds and uh, uh, the Israelis, right? Uh, no, it failed in the Israelis, too, until they made them their own units. They couldn't mix the two together. They have separate female brigade and men brigade, see? They don't mix. That's that's how they fix the majority of their problems. 
segregating men and women on the battlefield in units, wherever. Yeah, and using them like specialty. Well, no, they... You know? No, they use them... You know, it's, it's not that. It's just that the interaction between male and female, especially young, athletic, uh, vigorous young people, you can imagine the kind of stresses that puts on uh, relationships, sort of like marriages, for instance. I'm sure, you know, uh, wives are just tickled pink to know that some girl's going to be in a foxhole with her husband. Yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, I feel bad for women. This is a landmark decision, all right. This is, women are going to suffer even more. The uh, mostly lesbian feminazis are done with you. Now they got to pass you along to someone else. We destroy, we destroy the sexes. We've, we're destroying family. We've destroyed marriage. We've destroyed children. We're continuing to destroy children. This is just a wonderful country. How, how did we wake up and end up in this mess? Anyway, Carter, another Carter. Just what we need. So they blah, 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 joint force. But he acknowledged some concerns. Implementation won't happen overnight. And while at the end of the day, this will make us better and stronger force, there still will be problems to fix and challenges to overcome. We shouldn't diminish that. I suggest you have the homosexual brigade. You have the female brigade. You have the little, the little man whiny brigade. And then you have the real brigade. How does that sound? We'll just segregate all the different minority crybabies and let them have their own battalions. And then, well, they can maybe they won't let them each other down as much as they would let us down. Uh, I'm sorry. So, uh, this, it, that's it. If I was in charge of the military, this would happen overnight. You know, um, by the way, later on in the article, because you're gonna be gone, done with this they actually do say corpse no they don't it's spelled corpse <laughs> you just did exactly what he did really corpse no that's pronounced core i know i know but it's spelled that way <laughs> that's why he he could tell he never he, he never heard that word before he never heard that word. How, how do you go your whole life end up being president of the united states without even hearing the word core when referring to the Marine Corps. Did he think that was spelled C-O-R-E because he also has never read the word before? I'm just saying, maybe we have somebody up there that needs the hooked on phonics. No, we have somebody up there that needs to be impeached and removed and perp-walked down the stairs of the White House. Well, there's there's no end of things you could say about those people in the White House <laughs> and the people surrounding their ilk. I gotta be kidding me. We've been completely taken over from the inside, destroyed. We're, we're so destroyed that people today think the way we're living right now is the constitutional republic. It isn't even a republic, yet alone constitutional. Oh no, oh no, I'm sorry. USS of A. 
and and at best a democratic uh, democratic representative. Ugh. It's it's such a high it's like a hybrid of crony capitalism mixed with socialism. I guess that's what progressivism is. It's kind of crony capitalism mixed with socialism, as elite socialists. Anyway, so Carter said the military could no longer afford to exclude half the population from high risk military posts. After all, because we we we're going to spread ourselves more across the world somehow. Because why is it every time a progressivist president who claims the last thing they want to do is ever go to war, why do they all bring bring us into war? World War One, World War Two, now it's going to be World War Three. There was Korea. There was Vietnam. They're all progs. They're the ones that say, oh, those Republicans, all they want to do is go blow everybody up. Yeah, but the Republicans may talk a good talk, but they never actually do it. You people blow everybody up. Progs get in there, the whole world's on fire all the time. But with that, we're going to have to take a break so I can boot Carter to the to the curb. It's Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh my, you might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 
If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, hour one and a half, no, (laughs) not one and a half, half. Oh, goodness. Hour half. (laughs) Do you want to continue with this, dear? Oh, boy. Yes, I do. So, (laughs) do y'all remember when Carter, uh, I mean, uh, Dr. Carter, uh, Clinton, Bill Clinton, William Jefferson Clinton. Remember when he decided that it wasn't fair that special forces had cool berets and the regular force didn't have them and that made them feel bad. And so we didn't want them to feel bad because they weren't special enough to get a beret. So they made everybody had a beret. That must make people that earned that beret feel like crap don't you think because now it isn't worth anything it's sort of like our citizenship like they're doing now with our citizenship making it worthless carter's order opens the final 10 percent of military positions to women total of about two hundred twenty thousand jobs and allows them to serve in the most demanding and difficult jobs including as special operations forces such as army delta units and navy seals there's no in no way they're going to make the standards of Navy SEALs and Army Delta ever. They they barely, they couldn't do Rangers. If you can't you pass Ranger school, you're not, going to, you're not going to get through BUDS training. Forget about Army Delta. That is the absolute elite of the elite. I'm sorry, unless you got some steroid-munching behemoth woman, uh, it's not going to happen. And again, if you do succeed, and if they do treat you just like they treat every other seal, uh, your body won't last that long anyway. You know, then they'll get paid. You'll get a pension. You'll get a disability pension from the military because they screwed they screwed up your body because they treated you like men. Why do women want to be treated like men? I fight for my right to blow up. <laughs> 
Maybe they could add that to the skit for Ahmed. A female? Because <laughs> they are blowing things up, by the way. Um, doofus. Yeah, well, they're fighting for the right to blow up. That's my point. To get blown up. Doofus. Uh, I want to get blown up, too. I, I don't get shot at enough. Really? We need women that want to raise families. That's the future. That's why we don't use women in combat. We don't use women in any kind of way that they could get killed because, like we do now, in supply. Because that's the future of the country. Men can't have... Look, one man can have, you know, 20 women have babies under no problem. So you don't need that many men, but you need women to have babies. Without which your country dies. But, you know, goodness, or what they used to say, heavens to murgatroids, that we should treat women special. Don't you miss being on a pedestal? Well, it's not, it's not our fault that you had a bunch of bull dykes running around smacking us upside the head with this nonsense. Don't don't hold him. Don't put him on a pedestal. Don't hold the chair. Don't pull the chair out for him. Don't hold the door for him. Don't don't put on their jacket for them. Why? And the worst the worst women must be really pissed about is, oh, with dates you always go Dutch, which means the woman pays for her own meal. That's all part of feminism. We were told if we don't do that, we're horrible misogynists. So now we have an impolite society to yet another degree. And the way they've destroyed these young girls growing up, that there's no respect for them at all. The way they talk about them in the hip-hop rap songs, the way they treat them. The whole country's falling apart, and they want to make women special forces. Like I said, it, it should have their own because there's some things that women can do that men can't do. And they should have their own special uh, brigade or platoon or organization even. I don't care. Just uh, let the men be in the with men and not homosexuals. <sighs> U.S. Representative Tammy Duckworth, a Democrat, Illinois, is one of the first Army women to fly combat missions. And in 2003 through 11 Iraq War, welcomed the decision. And yes, she was, by the way, already proven, I I can't believe she's still around, uh, that she didn't do so well. She wasn't very, she wasn't a good pilot. She wasn't as good as the men. But they won't, that's why I haven't heard of her until she pops up now. Now she's already a, a politician. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can tell she she was really wanted to be a pilot. She got out of there pretty quick and right on to being a, a politician now, didn't she? So, I just don't know whether I w- would hold that up as an achievement. I mean, if I remember correctly, she got shot in the sky or something pretty quickly. Um Others have said she wasn't a very good pilot. Maybe that's why she got... But that's what happens when you push people in these positions that have no business being there. This is about teaching people to survive war, real war. This is not a game. If you don't prepare them for war, they die needlessly. 
preparing them from war and them being able to handle it if you're going to be in war is actually compassionate yes <laughs> no like we just take people off the street throw hand them guns and stick them right in the front lines oh, no we're not russia <laughs> no we've never done that well we train we trained them we trained them well we always have although i, I question their training right now i don't know what's going on anymore and I don't know. This military is so politically correct and socially diverse. It makes me sick. Uh, so Tammy says, I didn't lose my legs in a bar fight. Of course, women can serve in combats in Tuckworth, whose helicopter was hit by a rocket-propelled grenade. This decision is long overdue, she says. Uh, I don't why, don't know why people exclaimed giving shot out of the sky as a success john mccain comes to mind uh, look nothing takes away from her willingness to serve or die for the country it's just i have to question whether she was actually prepared to go out there and not get shot down that's uh, and that's always going to be the question as long as you treat women different and you need to treat women different. It's why they should be they should be in doing all the office work in the military. I know, such a misogynist thing to say. Well, usually the admin people don't get blown up or shot at. Uh, and so I feel pretty s safe that the future of our country, which are the women through offspring, is protected adequately. I don't want to risk it on the front lines. I, I'm not gambling. This isn't Las Vegas. It's the real world. Senator John McCain, Rhino, Arizona, and head of the Senate Armed Services Committee said Congress will review the data and the decision. Over the past few years, women have steadily moved into many jobs, previously open only to men, including on Navy submarines. Yeah, that must be great. They did a whole joke about that called petty, petticoats and now... Uh, Oh, what the heck is that? Petty, petticoat submarine? Something like that. I can't remember now. Oh, yeah. They they painted the submarine pink and everything. And they were living on a submarine, men and women. And made all sitcom out of it. Now it's not funny. It's gonna. It's the real deal. <laughs> that's really... That's insane. Man. Uh, okay. And in Army artillery units and as night stalkers, the elite special operations helicopter crews best known for flying the Navy SEALs into Osama bin Laden's compound in 2011. Three women became the first to take and pass the Army's difficult Ranger course. No, they didn't. They failed it three times. That's the important part, because you're only allowed to fail once. The military services forwarded their recommendations to Carter earlier this fall. The Army, Navy, Air Force, and Special Operations Command all said they would not seek any exceptions and would recommend removing the ban on women in dangerous combat jobs. Only the Marine Corps sought to keep some jobs closed. The Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman General Joseph Dunford was the Marine Corps Commandant at the time and argued that the Marines should be allowed to keep women out of certain frontline combat jobs. He cited studies showing that mixed-gender units aren't as capable as all-male units. Months of testing 
the Marine Review said, found that women often couldn't carry as much weight or shoot as well as men. Allowing women to compete for ground combat jobs, it concluded, would make the Marine Corps a less efficient fighting machine. Carter on Thursday said he came to a different conclusion, but he said the integration of women into the combat jobs will be deliberate and methodical and will address the Marines' concerns. Dunford did not attend the news conference to announce the change, and when pressed about his absence, Carter said he has discussed his decision multiple times with the chairman. In a prepared statement, Dunford said, he provided his best military advice on the issue, and now his focus is to lead the full integration of women in a manner that maintains our joint warfare capability, ensures the health and welfare of our people, and optimizes how we leverage talent across the joint force. A spokeswoman for the Marines, Major Christian Devine, said in a statement that the Corps will begin immediately to implement the change, but will maintain the standards of the force while also working to optimize individual performance. Notably, General Joseph Votel, head of U.S. Special Operations Command, said his office also did extensive analysis and decided not to keep any of the high-risk, high-pressure commando jobs closed. Votel said that integrating women into certain jobs in recent years, including Special Operations Aviation Regiment and in cultural support teams in Afghanistan, benefited the force. If candidates meet time-tested and scientifically validated standards, and if they have proven that they have the physical, intellectual, professional, and character attributes that are so critical to special operations, they will be welcomed into the Special Operation Forces ranks, Votel said in a statement. Really, I pointed out at the beginning of this article, those three women that they're touting, how many times did they fail the Ranger test? Well, men only get one shot at it. So already they they changed the standards to get women into a unit they have no business being in. And that he wants to go, oh, this is going to be great. There's no problem. Uh, you're right. All, all the Marine Corps, let, let's put them out with Marine snipers and stuff. They can crawl around each other in the mud, the guts, and the blood, and, uh, and they'll feel just like a man. He and Carter also noted the physical and medical concerns, including data that suggests women are injured more often than men. For a variety of reasons, equal opportunity likely will not mean equal participation by men and women in all specialties. There must be no quotas or perception thereof, said Carter. You already did it with the three passes, special treatment, plus they were helping them during the course. The studies that have been uh, done suggest there may be smaller numbers of women in these fields, the fields that are previously closed. The services will have to begin putting plans in place by April the 1st. Carter has hinted at his decision for months, telling U.S. troops in Sicily in October that limiting his search for qualified military candidates to just half the population would be crazy. No, it would be it would be foxy. Crazy like a fox. Again, women of the future. One man can service many women.
doesn't work the other way around. Answering a question from a Marine in Sicily, Carter said, you have to recruit from the American population. Half the American population is female. So I'd be crazy not to be, so to speak, fishing in that pond for qualified service members. That's all because you don't, you don't keep the administration jobs, the paperwork jobs, uh, behind uh, the scenes supplies behind, you know, not near the front, back back in supply. Those are the jobs women should be doing to free men to be combat soldiers. Why are we paying the men to do, well, not in physical work, not even very mentally challenging work, when they could be soldiers? Why, why would we pay that the same amount someone that goes out and gets shots at someone that has to train every day to crawl around in the mud or someone that goes to a nice clean office every day from nine to five well that used to be the women and it freed up men they didn't have to put men in those posts and it didn't risk women getting killed on the battlefield sorry ladies you were given a gift and with a gift comes great responsibility All right, moving right along. From military.com. Providers of applied behavior analysis therapy are currently reimbursed at a fixed rate based on education and certification level, regardless of location. Providers with a doctorate or master's degree are paid an hourly rate of $125. Those with a bachelor's degree, $75. And the technicians, $50. Under the new plan, the national hourly rate will be set at $114.23 for doctors, $107.14 for those with masters, $67.39 for those with a bachelor's, and 40.12 for technicians. Yes, $40.12. The rates will then be adjusted based on geographic rate calculation used by Medicare. Okay. (laughs) In very low cost of living areas, that change could further reduce rates as much as 15% per year until they settle at the new level for that region. TRICARE officials said locations with a higher cost of living could instead see rates above the national plan, they said. Specific regions that could see a swing in rates weren't identified. Really have worked hard to ensure the ongoing communication with the professional groups and advocacy groups and families to engage with us throughout this process. TRICARE Health Plan Director Mary Kay Justice said. The new rate plan is the latest in a series of changes to TRICARE to TRICARE's controversial autism coverage. In 2014, officials announced plans to slash reimbursement rates for day-to-day therapy by 46%, a move that outraged military families who were concerned that such a cut 
would result in a provider shortage. Rather than push that change forward, TRICARE hired the RAND Corporation to conduct a study on the current reimbursement rates for private insurers so they could better gauge where TRICARE's rates should be. That study, Justice said, found that TRICARE was paying well above the rates offered by private insurers and that the newly proposed cuts would bring the figures more in line. She said TRICARE plans to work closely with autism therapy providers, community and advocacy group members to communicate the changes and listen to concerns. Somewhere, somebody show me where we gave the power over health care to the national government. Come on. Tell me. Um, let's move on to the next one. I don't know what Susan's out of the room, so I don't really know what she's doing. From USA Today. The Air Force has fired more than 20,000 missiles and bombs in the war against the Islamic State. You know, the one that isn't Islamic. The Islamic State. Not Islamic. Depleting its stocks of munitions and prompting the service to scour, scour depots around the world for more weapons and to find money to buy them according to the records obtained by USA Today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, our, our, our Air Force, the most powerful Air Force in the world, brought to its knees by a community organizer. The Air Force efforts come as the Pentagon has stepped up airstrikes on Islamic State, or ISIL, no, ISIS. You don't get this, no, you don't get the Levant, screw you, ISIS. So it's Iraq and Syria. That's why they don't say ISIS, because it's one of the S's is for Syria. They don't want that included. So, but they have no problem throwing the Israelites under the bus, because that's what the Levant is. It includes what is now Israel. That bombing campaign began in August 2014 in Iraq, spread to Syria a month later, and has continued to target ISIL fighters and equipment. I want an accounting of every bomb drop. We're in the business of killing terrorists, and business is good, Air Force Secretary Deborah Lee James said in a statement. We need to replenish our munitions stock. Weapons take years to produce from the day the contract is assigned until they roll off the production line. Yeah, something, uh, no, no doofus up there wouldn't let you know. It's not just like, oh, we got plenty of, we get plenty of bombs. No, we don't. It's, it, it's no good when your mechanized forces are looking for things that keep it mechanized and doing what it's doing. Killing things. Uh, that's why supply is so important. The Air Force carries out most of the bombing runs using a variety of warplanes from single prop Predator drones to huge B-1 bombers. 
Navy and Marine pilots, and several other countries also fly missions. Since summer, the percentage of attack planes dropping bombs on missions has increased in July and August. Half of the warplanes returned to base without dropping weapons, Army Colonel Steve Warren, the military spokesman in Baghdad, said this week. By October, 60% of the planes attacked ISIL-ISIS targets, and November's figure was 65%. What happens to a service member if they call him ISIS and not ISIL? Do they get court-martialed? I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? I have no idea if they like that went down all the way to the chain of command through the military. I don't, I don't know. We're uh, attacking ISIS. ISIS. It's ISIS on numerous fronts. Warren said, we've attacked their fighters in Syria and Iraq. We're hitting their ability to finance their illegal and despicable operations. No, they're not. But wait a minute. They said they're not hitting the tankers because we want the oil and and the, the country will need that when they get rid of the, I don't know. Islamic State. The whole population. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess maybe if you remove like the whole population and start it over. Otherwise, this is never going away. Never. And now they're training and fighters. They've got a fighter, at least one. And they're training. Uh, I don't know. If they only have one fighter, I imagine it's got to be like a kamikaze mission because it's only one fighter. I don't think the Russians would have a problem knocking it out of the sky. Yeah, but we didn't even bomb the friggin', like you said, we didn't even bomb the tanker. So where the hell are all these bombs going? Yeah, no, what happened was Caesar, doofus up there, halted all production of any kind of military-grade weapons that we're not hearing about. Well, it's all, don't forget the sequester. There was the $500 million that was already cut from their budget before a sequester, and that's something the Rhino Republicans didn't want to tell you uh, that that was the case. Uh, you know, did, what did they say? Did, did everybody stand up and... I don't know, take a foam wand and beat the heck out of Pelosi when she said, we have to pass the bill before we can see what's in the bill. What? She said that out loud, and she's still there. And that's exactly what happened, and they're still up there. I don't understand. But I have to go to a break. So Cooperative Radio Show, stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> The changes in the military fostered by the Clinton administration have provided the opportunity to create an elite new fighting force. The Big Gay One. Their mission? Nail Saddam Hussein. Well, who does this nails anyway? You're quiet, soldier. Uh, listen up, uh, man. Uh, we'll be leaving for Baghdad from Fort Dix. Ooh. Let's go. Roberta Black, I love her. We're here. We're on fire. We're flaming. And going down. We will us again next time when the crack soldiers close in on Saddam. Oh, no. It's sand. It's a good thing I wore my combat song. On the Big K-1.
And now from Hezbollah Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hezbollah bring you the Jihad Joe action figure. Pull his string and he shouts Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final pull, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone, thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Parker Barbie. Hello, I'm Frank Bartles, and this here's my partner, James Brown. As the weather starts getting too hot, we hope you will reach for one of these. New Bartles and James Brown wine cooler. It tastes good. They come in three funky flavors. Gravity grape, crime of passion fruit, and my personal favorite, papaya. Papaya's got a brand new bag. It'll get you off faster than a big city lawyer. And a single pack serves six to ten, just like James. <laughs> New Bartles and James Brown wine coolers. The cooler cooler, made in the cooler. Now behind bars everywhere. And, uh, thank you for your support. Our hidden cameras caught Mrs. Helen Grouse of Columbus, Ohio, in the act of shoplifting at an A&P store. We asked other shoppers if they'd be deterred from shoplifting if we punished Mrs. Grouse by killing her. Let's listen. Excuse me, ma'am, have you ever shoplifted? Well, well, yeah, yes, I have. Oh? Uh-huh. Yeah, on occasion I snitched a can of salmon or a jar of artichoke cards. Well, let me ask you this. What? Here's a woman we just caught shoplifting. Oh, boy. Now, if we were to punish her mm-hmm. by killing her mm-hmm. right now, would that convince you not to shoplift? Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of an impulse sort of thing, and I really doubt if he'd kill her. I mean, I'd have to say I, 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 I'd probably shoplift again. I see. Well, watch this. We are... Now, what have we done? Well, uh, you just shot her in the head. And would you say that she's dead? Well, her whole head is blown off. Yeah, she's she's dead all right, yeah. Now, let me ask you again. Do you think we've convinced you not to shoplift? Well, I have to say I'd never shoplift again. Why do you say that? Well, you just proved to me that you'd kill someone if they shoplifted. I saw it with my own eyes. You're not just saying that. No, no, no. I'm really convinced. You won't change your mind. Nope. I'll never shoplift again. At A&P, we won't stop trying till we make you say... We are... Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists, we see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeat it. Let me just say... Uh, Defeat it. If you're in the country illegally, you are entitled to a well-prepared and frankly delicious ham sandwich, followed by a helpful boot in the ass to assist you in exiting the country. As always, a fizzy soda of your choice is optional. Whoops. Uh, There's no cause for alarm. We have everything under control. Uh... Uh, because we know 
that Something from nothing leaves something Cause you gotta have something To run an economy Something from nothing leaves something Back to your cooperative radio show, hour two. Boy, you're getting really good at that. I forgot to give you the sign again. <laughs> what did I do with my glasses? Oh, they're around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the fuzzy muzzy report. Don't we usually have something better? I played it in the commercial break. Oh. You usually, and when I do that, you can do your little sign. Your little. My sign? Not your sign, your uh, vocal <laughs> thing that you do. Oh, the. That's the. Yeah. Uh, from the ass, O'Shaded Press. The governor of Cameroon's far north province says that two teen female. Suicide bombers detonated explosives in a town in the area, killing at least six people. Oh, don't forget women and children. Those are women. They're blowing people up. And this attack we had over here was a husband-wife team. And they're teenagers. As far as he's concerned, they're still children. Because they're children until they're, what, 34? Uh, something like that. <laughs> so they're women... And they're children, and they just blew people up. Yes, they did. But most of them are fighting age male anyway. Only about uh, 2% aren't. So, and about blowing things up all over the world. Notice Europe must have, must have beaten the muzzies down because there's no reporting of any more rioting, looting, pillaging, nothing about anything that these refugees are doing. They didn't just go away, ladies and gentlemen. And I couldn't believe that in Germany they were kicking people, citizens out of a home to put in refugees. Oh, yeah, socialism is great. They'll pay for your house and everything. Yeah, until, until refugees come along, they kick you out of your house because it's not yours anyway. Not that it isn't like that with ours, because if you don't pay your property tax, it's not going to be your property either. So let's see what else we can find out here. Mijiyawa Bakare said Wednesday that soldiers killed a third suicide bomber before she attacked. He said the attackers came from Nigeria into the border town of Waza late Tuesday. Senior military official Colonel Jacob Koji on Wednesday said, Nigeria's Boko Haram extremists have been using teenage suicide bombers and planting landmines. He said two Cameroonian soldiers were killed Monday by a landmine planted by militants in the village of gangs in northern Cameroon. 
Boko Haram has expanded attacks into Cameroon, Chad, and Niger, all countries contributing troops to a regional force intended to wipe out the extremists. Yes, we got boots on the ground. Oh, they're just advisors, like the ones we sent to Vietnam. Isn't this black-on-black attacks? Well, yes, it is. And aren't these all young girls, like we said before, little babies? They're, they're kids. They're just kids. Well, they're teenagers, and that's still, a, that's still a child. They don't think so. So we don't have to be afraid of them, though. Well. Because they're just women and they children. They can't call it a phobia because we have good reason to be afraid of them. They're just women Look what's and happened children. In, look what's happening in Europe. It's going to happen here. It already did. Oh, not yet. I'm telling you, they just sent out the word, and these were the first two. They're going to ramp this up here in America. But it hasn't happened yet, and there hasn't been pushback yet. And I'm waiting to see what people are going to do yet. And, of course, he, he had the audacity to try to say this is workplace violence. It could be. He said it could be. Terrorism. We already knew he said it, it could wasn't. be terrorism. It could be workplace violence. We don't know. We duh, have to wait. Duh, 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 duh. Two, <coughs> two Muslims kill a bunch of civilians. It's a no-brainer. How? What, what? I'm sorry. Islam is the core center of the problem. The one thing we all have, they all have in common, is Islam. So get rid of Islam. Get rid of the problem. And it's so funny, they're still investigating today, but it was already tweeted out yesterday. You knew what was going on before anybody else. I did. You were on Twitter. Twitter they said Savage knew. is the first to know. Well, he wasn't. I knew before Savage. But it was on Twitter before it was. We don't need yes, the FBI. Look, all we need is Twitter. Oh, and Facebook, because there's two different kinds of people. The people that like Facebook and the people that like Twitter. See, so we, you don't, both. we don't need the FBI. We, I wonder if you could put <laughs> the two together. Because the FBI still isn't saying that these guys are freaking Muslim terrorists. Twitter book. Twitter already said it yesterday. Twitter they even already, knew, they knew the name. Already's moving towards Facebook because when they made their changes on uh, now when you hit retweet, it gives you an option to leave a comment on the retweet. A whole fresh 140 characters on top of the, t- the tweet that you're retweeting. So it makes it a lot easier to interact than when it had the reply. What happens is it pulls all the information in from the, tw- the tweet you're replying and all the people's characters, and it goes to everyone. And then you have no room to say anything. But my point is, why do we need all these friggin' agencies? The people on Twitter we knew don't. this guy's name I was before point, anyone. I was trying to point out that, uh, yes, we need Twitter and Facebook. It's a, it's why the government's taking over the internet. Y'all thought it was great that oh yeah they're gonna make equality in the internet. Ah, uh, that'll be sweet, won't it? When has this ever worked out well for us? Ever? The FTC and the SEC are going to put uh, rules in place. They're gonna end up having fees, a tag on fees and such, because like they do with every other telecom. They consider this now a telecom, so they could do all those fees that they couldn't do before. That's about all that that had that had anything to do with. 
And these poor cameras, all they got to say is, these people were the, we've been selling each other into slavery since this country, since before this country existed. And the fuzzy muzzies have been in charge of that area since before our country existed. And they were pirates since before this country existed. And under Thomas Jefferson, we fought a four-year war with the Barbary Coast Pirates. You know what the Barbary Coast Pirates were? Muslims. So, the whole thing with the Marines and the sword that it gets at the end with the ceasefire, with the fuzzy buzzies, and now that's the Marine sword they carried everywhere. That's a symbol of the sword that was given by the Caliph when uh, it was actually a sergeant who went up to accept his surrender. And part of his surrender, what he gave him his sword which is now why all the Marines in dress uniform wear swords. That's where it came from. Uh, but that didn't stop. We went back under uh, Quincy Adams, John Quincy Adams, and fought another four war with the Barbary Pirates. That's two wars. And then, you know, you can add uh, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, Kuwait, <coughs> and on and on it goes. I'm sorry I told you. Not doing too well today. All right, so what I got to say, I don't know. Who cares? They're, they're going to be fighting over there long after I'm dead. No, but the reason... And they're going to be selling each other to slavery long after I'm dead. It's part of their culture. It's part of who they are. It's part of Islam. Well, I brought this up to highlight that... The, the what the president keeps telling us and shoving down our throats that we don't have to be afraid. It's just women and children. Well, that was women and children blowing people up. That's my point. We should have got we should have gotten over the notion that they didn't do that after watching all the Rambo movies, right? All the kind of war movies, but in Vietnam they always had a kid that there was always a kid that turned into a bomb, you know. So you figure we'd be used to that concept by now. You know that song by Sting? I hope they love their children, too. Well, they don't. Muslims don't. <laughs> no, they don't. They can always make more children. That's their attitude. So. All right. Moving along to military.com. The U.S. government rejected a plan by the Department of Defense to close the prison of Guantanamo Bay in Cuba for being too expensive and set it, sent it back to the Pentagon for revision. The Wall Street Journal reported Tuesday. According to the journal, the plan was going to cost $600 million, which was considered excessive by the administration led by President Caesar Barakas Obamanus. Of the total amount, $350 million was for construction of a new prison on U.S. soil for high-risk prisoners. Defense officials told the journal, the rejection of the plan presents a new hurdle for Obamanus before the end of his term next year, as closing the Guantanamo Bay was one of his electoral promises in 2008. But what does he care? He's not, he's not up for re-election. Right from the beginning, however, he met with opposition from Congress, especially Republicans. Ooh who are against transferring the prisoners to the United States. You might want to put a, a, a preposition there. Uh, the annual cost of running Guantanamo Prison is around $400 million. 
while the new proposed prison on U.S. soil would require an annual $300 million besides the $350 million in construction costs. On November the 25th, Obama has signed a more than $600 billion defense bill that included restrictions on transfer of prisoners from Guantanamo to United States. Oh, it's the United States, please. You can do these if you want to make me really happy. But it, in no way is it proper to say down it, to, from Guantanamo to United States. What did he see, five? I, I don't know what's happening with the American language out there, but stop it. Anyway, uh, and that directly affected his goal of shutting down the prison. In a statement, Obama has explained his decision to sign the National Defense Authorization Act as it includes vital benefits for military personnel and their families, authorities to facilitate ongoing operations around the globe. See, I'm glad they finally made him blink. Uh, you didn't learn about him and his red lines with Syria and Assad, oh, the red line, and Iran, the red line. And everybody crosses the red line. It doesn't do anything. Just don't, it doesn't mean anything. That's what he said. He was going to veto. If they put that in there, he was going to veto. He said it as an absolute. Now, all of a sudden, oh, when it comes time to veto, he's all show, no go. huh? That seems to be his, his position in the world. So I don't understand. Well, I do, but. Most of us don't understand why Congress isn't beating this weakling president up. All right. Uh, but the restrictions contained in this bill concerning the detention facility at Guantanamo are, as I have said in the past, unwarranted and counterproductive, if you added. Yes, it's counterproductive to the destruction of the United States of America. Well, or should call, I say the USS of A? You called it. He was going to normalize relations and then give Guantanamo back to That's Cuba. what he really wants. That's he wants exactly to get the whole thing. He, he does. I know he does. And his ilk, actually. He's just well, a his, his controllers, his puppet masters. The Guantanamo prison currently has a total of 107 inmates, a number significantly lower than the 800 it had when it was first opened by former President George W. Bush after the terror attacks of September 11, 2001. And a pox on Bush for letting any of them go, too, because they almost all ended back out on the battlefield. So a pox on both houses. From express.co.uk, is from the UK, obviously. The underground tunnels used by ISIS, thank you, militants to hide from... Now they're just now they're militants, they're terrorists. Well, frankly, they're an army at this point. To hide from bomb raids were discovered under Sinjar, which has only recently liberated from ISIS control. And I read that as written. The amazing network of abandoned tunnels appeared to be wired with electricity, with a series of sleeping quarters set out, lined with sandbags and curtains for privacy. Food and cooking utensils were also found around the passages, as well as clothes hung on washing lines. Prescription drugs and painkillers were seen on the floor, along with copies of the Quran and U.S. manufactured boxes of ammunition and bomb-making equipment. The narrow tunnels, carved with jackhammers or other handheld equipment, 
were just tall enough for a man to stand in. Shamo Iadu, a commander from Sinjar from the Iraqi Kurdish fighters, said, We found between 30 and 40 tunnels inside Sinjar. It was like a network inside the city. Now, has anybody been talking about this? No. No. Nobody. No. This is huge. Yet. Because they found a lot of our own equipment in there. Like you said they were going to. Because like idiots, we keep giving it to these people. Yes. Well, who couldn't have seen the fact that Muslim countries might not turn out to be our long-lasting allies after all? Who could have seen that coming? Daesh dug these trenches in order to hide from airstrikes and have free movement underground as well as to store weapons and explosives. This was their military arsenal. He added that the Kurdish fighters had been able to cut off the vital supply line from the ISIS de facto capital in Raqqa, Syria, to Mosul, the terror group's stronghold in Iraq. Commander Iaido added that the army had uncovered two mass graves in the area as well. One grave uncovered 78 elderly women's bodies, while another contained between 50 and 60 bodies of men, women, and children. He added that it was just a matter of time before they uncovered more atrocities in Sinjar. These people need to die, all of them. They're killing innocent people. Just make it a sheet of glass. It's evil, Susan. It is more. They are just a symptom. They're not the cause. And they have a guaranteed place in the end time, so you can never get rid of them. Uh, Yesterday was reported that France had bombed an Islamic State Iraq command center as President Holland continues to revenge attacks after massacres in Paris. I'd like to point out a card-carrying socialist commie boy, and uh, guess look who's all war hawkish now. It happens every time. It's like it's like when progs are in charge, it's almost like, how dare you? <laughs> I'm a progressive. You're not supposed to do this stuff when I'm the commander-in-chief. Uh-huh. The command center is based in Talafar, which is about 45 kilometers from ISIS stronghold Mosul. The news came as monitoring Syrian group claimed that the intense bombing raids had led some ISIS leaders and their families to flee Raqqa and move to Mosul in northern Iraq. The UK-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights added at least 33 jihadists have been killed and dozens more wounded in the past 72 hours, by French and Russian okay, airplanes. Look at the, look at French the, and Russians <laughs> flying together. That's weird. Look at the difference. It's 33, right? Go back up to the top. And how many civilians did they kill? They said 78. Uh, 78 Where are old. I see? Beginning, there's no mention no, of that. No, hold on. I'll get it. Net. Neat. You have to all right, 78 elderly women's bodies. 78 and 50 and 60 bodies of men, women, and children. Right. And they're touting that they killed 35 murderers? 33, sorry, 33. 33. Yeah, well, that's 33 less. Give me a break. Using bombs? And dozens more were wounded in the past 72 hours. So, well, they're doing something. 
more than we're doing. And uh, it's by by the way, this is on this is in their backyard, not ours. Why are we getting? Why do we get involved in this? We should never be part of NATO, because America sits over here on a continent almost by itself. They have Russia, and they have Turkey, and they have the stands, and they have the satellite nations, and you have the Middle East, fuzzy muzzy Africa. All this stuff is in their backyard, not ours. It's way across the water. Always poking our nose into other people's business. Uh oh. It's our job to police the world. Now you sound because like... we have the moral high ground. Yeah, you know, someone always has the moral high ground, right? When they do something immoral, they always claim to have the moral high ground. Now you sound like Sandy. To sound like uh, Sanders, Bernie Sanders. I do. Yes. I don't think I can sound that nasally. I'm talking about what he's what he's saying about us not being over there. Weren't you called a socialist because of yeah, this? yeah, not because of this, because of the other thing. Uh, but I'm sure I would be called a, uh, any number of things, and always mislabeled by neocons. May I add, which are not conservative at all. They're progs. Why do we let them name us? What we do? Uh, this look, we're. What's going on right now is, well, we're building up to the Third World War. We're not there yet, but we're building up to it. And we're also, I believe, on the plateau of the end times. We're here. It's happening now. Islam is evil. I've been saying that from the beginning. People start to get it. Islam is evil. And it is Islam we are going to have to fight in the end times. Oh, yeah. We're doing that now. That's it. The news behind the news. You must need to push a button. I do. Push the button. Now, have you ever stopped to wonder why the world's in such a mess? Why there's so much kindness mayhem on the TV and the press? Why so many busy businessmen are snapping from the stress? And the rest of us are jogging from depression. Now, has it ever once occurred to you? your mind that the problems of this nation are created by design that no matter what they tell you there's another bottom line intertwined between the patterns of deception since our eyes were first opened and our ears began to hear they've been hurting us like cattle through our fantasies and fears they move us through illusion and confusion of the mind and by changing subtle meanings to the words between the lines it's the news behind the news Okay, thank you. Call Clang, Clang with the K.com. Of course, that means it's time for the news behind the news. And stop pushing the wrong buttons. And the news behind the news, what we just read, is that French and Russian are working together. Well, it's their backyard. Let them mess around it. I say we get out of it. And No, that's not an isolationism. Sorry. It's non-interventionalism. There's a difference. There a huge is a difference. difference. And people do not talk about the that's difference. That's because they don't want the people that are labeling people like me isolationists want you to believe that that's what I'm touting because if you just listen to what I'm saying it makes sense and you might do it and they don't want to it's that simple they want it they want military to pro- project power all over the world that's what the Navy's for get our fleets back up to 11 
and it will be sweet. Instead of now, we're we can't even. You know, we're going to see the Pacific to China. We can't. We can't afford to patrol. We don't even. We have can't any- even get there. We have to go all the way around the south South America because the Chinese control the Suez Canal, the Panama Canal. I mean, oh, and no, and the Suez Canal over there too. Uh, we just read an article that we don't have any bombs in the Air Force. Well, they're scouring depots, <laughs> which means the people that actually put them on the planes don't have any. So they're scouring. Meanwhile, they don't have any. How do you set up a plane on a bombing mission without bombs? I have no idea. <laughs> don't worry. Obamanus's handlers understand exactly what's going on. They don't. They don't. They're mixing with the wrong folk. Soft. I thought you said it was going to be a hard break. You really don't have a clock, do you? I do. But it's wrong. It is. <laughs> this is nineteen twenty-four. <laughs> it's not nineteen twenty-four. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's nineteen twenty-five. <laughs> That's military times, Susan. Not, not, not the year. I know. Anyway, uh, we're going to go to a break. Send Quap Radio Show. You stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. You live here? Yeah. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 
This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh, my. You might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45 non-tobacco user could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50 non-tobacco user may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $100,000. $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Uh, all right. This was from Fox News. Uh, <laughs> this is the news behind the news again. <laughs> still. Yeah, still. Hour two and a half. Right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, all right, uh, where am I here? A network of nuns was has ditched their habits to dress like prostitutes and infiltrate brothels worldwide in an effort to rescue victims of sex trafficking and buy children sold into slavery. The group of 1,100 religious sisters, known as Talitha Kum, currently works undercover in brothels in at least 80 countries, helping to free victims of sex trafficking and slavery. Okay, I do not think the Pope would approve of this. <laughs> oh, my Lord, when I saw this, I just had to do a double take. Yes, um, maybe this is just a bunch of horny nuns. Um, seriously, Brian, what did you say? Something about pap- papal what? It's not sanctioned. 
doesn't have the, <laughs> the papal uh, seal of approval. Sanctioned. It's not papal sanctioned. That's pa- type papal. of papal. Papal people. Popeye. Popeye. I got Popeye. <laughs> it's. I, I'm sure the Pope did not approve of this ahead of time. Uh, probably went under what he doesn't know won't hurt him category. <laughs> Who's, a, who's sanctioning this, Brian? Who in the church is sanctioning I don't this? know. Somebody with a good sense of humor. John Staczynski, <laughs> the investment banker and philanthropist who chairs Talitha Cum, with a K-U-M, said the group is looking to expand its reach to 140 countries, according to routers. Reuters, sorry. These, I have routers on the mind. These sisters do not trust anyone, Stadzinski, vice chairman of the Blackstone Group, recently told the Trust Women Conference on Women's Rights and Trafficking hosted by the Thomson Reuters Foundation. Wow. They don't trust it. Some tells me if my understanding of Christianity is still holds true, that you can't be a Christian and not trust anyone. That's just not a Christian. That's but, not Christian. But they, they, you're assuming everyone's guilty before they're proven guilty. The sisters don't trust anyone at the Trust Women Conference. Right. I know. I already caught that. Oh, man. I thought yeah, everyone caught that one. You can't make this stuff up. Look at how many organizations are and how much money do we give these organizations? Our tax dollar. I don't know. We should give our tax dollars to anybody. It's against the law. <laughs> Okay, that's it. They do not trust governments. They do not trust corporations. And they do not trust the local police. In some cases, they cannot trust male clergy, he said in a November 18th speech. At the Trust Women Conference. That's the Trust Women. They work in brothels. No one knows they are there. To work in a brothel means you have to be having sex with somebody for money. I don't... I don't. Was there special papal dispensation for them to be allowed to have... Sex for money? Because that's not a lot. Not, that's the one thing nuns aren't allowed to do. They're not allowed to have sex and for again, money. And again, evil. Yes. <laughs> it's just really bizarre. It, I don't, it's really this bizarre. This makes no sense to me at all. Staditsky said the secret group of sisters founded in 2004 goes to great lengths to rescue victims, often dressing up as sex workers and walking the streets. Well, now their secret is out. Yeah, but how do you tell one sex worker from the other? <laughs> it's like trying to tell uh, the terrorist Arab from the non-terrorist Arab. Good luck with that. I'm not trying to be sensational, but I'm trying to underscore the fact this is a world that has lost innocence, where dark forces are active, he told the conference. These are problems caused by poverty and equality, but it goes well beyond that. Everybody here comes the commie speech. Everybody is using the same exact language when it comes to climate change, when it comes to ill. The only per, the only subject they're not using the same language is is terrorism. In the Constitution, uh, Stadinsky cited egregious cases of trafficking and slavery, including the story of a woman forced to have sex with ten men at the same time. Reuters reported. He also said, "Talitha come." which translated from Aramaic means arise child, raises money to buy children who are sold into slavery by their parents in places like Africa, the Philippines, Brazil, and India. Wonderful parents. 
Yes, all brown people countries, just to make the hey, emphasis. you know what? Also, I want to know. what Brown is... people, first slave owner in the United States of America. Black. Black man. I want to know what they love so much about tunnels, these brown people. They just love tunnels. Well, anybody that studies guerrilla warfare loves tunnels. You didn't like Hogan's Heroes? Yes, I did like tunnels. Tunnels, right. But they tunnel underneath our border. They are tunneling over in freaking Middle East. We can tunnel. We have the capabilities. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to think our underground house might have to be jackhammered. Anyway, this is a new network of houses for children around the world who would otherwise be sold into slavery. It is shocking, but it is real, Stadinsky said. According to Reuters, what's the news behind this news? I have. It's bizarre. It's the, <laughs> it's just bizarre. The, there's no news behind this news except what I already said. But not all anti-trafficking groups agree with the work of Talitha Kung. Christina Arnold, founder of this and CEO of Prevent Human Trafficking, said the group of sisters, while well-intentioned, may be doing more harm than good. When you Buy, when you when you the buy the victim, you just drive up the cost for brothel owners or traffickers trying to sell in the future, Arnold sold, foxnews.com. Okay. Tuesday. Uh, again, <coughs> the frogs are not thinking things through. They never do. <laughs> they never do. It sounds like a good idea, but it's actually a ludicrous one, said Arnold, who spent many years living in Southeast Asia, including Thailand, which she described as the epicenter for human trafficking. People have their hearts in the right place, she added, but are these nuns going to go into fishing boats? Because that's where the biggest number of slave traffickers are right now. The majority of trafficking is labor trafficking, Arnold said. You do realize they're trying to draw us into a new world order, citing this as a problem, and we need to give them more money, and we need to help these people. That has nothing to do with dragging us. We already do this stuff. There are conflicting figures on the number of people trafficked each year in the world. According to Reuters, Talitha Kum reports that 73 million people, roughly 1% of the world's population, are trafficked in some form, a number Arnold disputes. According to the International Labor Organization, nearly 21 million people are victims of forced labor. 11.4 million women and girls and 9.5 million men and boys. And why aren't these people in the, the, the countries that this is happening to cracking down on their own citizens? And notice Muzzies love young boys. Almost 19 million victims are exploited by private individuals or enterprises, and more than 2 million by state or rebel groups. Of those exploited by individuals or enterprises, 4.5 million are victims of forced sexual exploitation, according to ILO. Human trafficking is modern-day slavery and is a worldwide phenomenon. Robert Shepard, a spokeswoman for Amnesty International, told FoxNews.com. Victims are trafficked into a range of hazardous labor, including farm work, sweatshops, domestic servants, forced prostitution, and are subject to sexual abuse and other forms of violence, Shepard said. Trafficking is fundamental abuse of human rights, and includes the abuse of the rights to physically integrate life, liberty, security of person, dignity, freedom from slavery, torture, and other inhuman or degrading treatment. Uh, okay. 
I I don't think that's an inalienable right. <laughs> uh, the torture, free from torture, not an inalienable right. Free from slavery, that is. Because you don't have any liberty if you're a slave, your property. Yes, but they look at how broad other inhuman or degrading treatment. I know well, that you, could mean like anything. Yeah, with us, it's the way we tr we treat our prostitutes here. We don't we make it illegal, so they have to walk the streets in the cold instead of like the people in Nevada. They can be in a nice, warm, cozy billets and have all nicey, nice stuff. It's all our fault. No, it's all the people that made it illegal. That's whose fault it is. Shall I play Popeye in honor of the nuns? Sure thing. Okay. Hey, kids, there's a new cartoon show for you Sunday morning. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. I live in the Vatican. Eat spinach for dinner, then bless all the sinners. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. This week, Popeye baptizes Brutus. Hey, Popeye, takes off that big dumb hat before I knocks it off. Oh, yeah? Take this, you big palooka. <laughs> Holy water, Popeye. <laughs> and next week, Popeye hears olive oil confession. Oh, my gosh. Be there for B. St. Peter's Square for... Popeye the Holy Mother. <laughs> Come basket. And on to World Dead Daily. Why do I have my keyboard on my lap? I, I have something. no idea During what you're break, doing I over there. Have been doing this. You're all fidgety. <laughs> and got stuff all around you. Yes, I do. <laughs> anyway, from World Dead Daily, the New York Daily News. Oh, my God. I don't want to go there. I used to live there. Couldn't be blunter in its characterization of those in the Republican Party who turned to prayer after the San Bernardino shooting rather than gun control, blasting out a headline that basically read, relying on God was stupid. Are, are you on drugs? What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Even in New York, Long Island, I think he's going to get a lot of people very upset with him. The editor of the, of the newspaper. Yes. Yep. Uh, of course, the right thing to do was to pray. What a doofus thing to say. Rather than gun control. How would gun control have stopped anything? 22,000 is more, more than 22,000 gun control laws on the books in the United States of America, and they haven't stopped squat. Why do you want to add more of them? And also, a lot of people are pointing out that since... They're just looking to excuse to take your liberty away from you, and don't you ever forget it. Well, since Caesar's been in power, we have had more shootings than ever in the history of this country. That's because he sent out, uh, um, not Jackson, he was, he was Sharpton out to go to all the black communities and rile them up and make protests. And they're in the colleges now. Uh, there's also a conservative group in colleges now. I'm afraid that might turn out ugly. Relying on God was stupid. Right, should rely on a gun. Uh, God, God, God helps those who helps themselves. God can't tell something, somebody not to shoot somebody. He can try and change his mind, his heart, but that's it. It's, he gave us all free will and he can't take that away. And he doesn't want anybody else to take it away either. Yeah. I notice our government just loves to be doing it. Again, 
God gave us free will. Who are you to take it away? Any of these laws that are designed for to make people behave in a different way uh, because that's what you think they should behave like. All of them are unconstitutional, ridiculous, and, and should be not non-existent. It's not government's job to tell us what to do. It's us, our job to tell government what to do. And as far as the churches, you're all going to have to deal with that on your own. It's one of the problems of my plan I don't talk about much because it's very difficult for people when, you know, they think maybe the teach, maybe the priest or the reverend is really being compassionate, and that's the right teaching of Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was compassionate as an individual. Jesus never asked government to go help people. He helped people. That's the message. Shut up and go out and help somebody. It's not the government's job to do it for you. Stop being so lazy or cowardly. Yes, you heard me, you left-wing loads. You're lazy and you're cowardly. What are you going to do about it? Ha! Nothing, that's what. Uh, from World Net Daily again. The you Oh, I was just reading this. Our God was stupid. The newspaper's front page contained a headline in huge font that read in all caps, God isn't fixing this. Above it read, 14 dead in California mass shooting. Beneath it read, as latest batch of innocent Americans are left lying in pools of blood, cowards who could truly end gun scourge continue to hide behind meaningless platitudes. And what were those meaningless platitudes? Alongside the borders of the front page, the New York Daily Time, the New York Daily News ran images of portions of four Republican leadership tweets from Senator Lindsey Graham, who's seeking the presidency. Thoughts and prayers are with. From House Speaker Paul Ryan, please keep the victims of San Bernardino, California, in your prayers. Senator from Senator Ted Cruz, a, rise, a rising presidential candidate in the polls. Our prayers are with the victims, their families, and the first responders in San Bernardino. And from presidential hopeful Senator Rand Paul, referred to as Dr. Rand Paul, my thoughts and prayers are with the victims, families, and brave first responders. Other presidential candidates like former Governor Mike Huckabee, Senator Marco Rubio, and former uh, Governor Jeb tweeted out messages of prayer as well. And as if the message of the newspaper's senselessness of prayer wasn't made obvious, the New York Daily News also highlighted the word prayers in each of copied Twitter messages with yellow. Again. The prayer shaming went deeper than hitting at the Republican notables. The headline came at the same time news reports broke of community members in San Bernardino not only requesting prayer for the victims of the shooting that left 14 dead and 17 injured, but also gathering in a prayer circle to thank God for blessings, Fox News reported. Uh, yes, the lunatics on the left do not understand this notion at all. They're godless heathens. All they think we should want to do is take away somebody's liberties because you, nobody should be able to carry a gun in their in their mind. Nobody should own. I get you're like they're just like the fuzzy muzzies. They want to take take down technology that they don't agree with. Well, they don't, they're that's just because they're too scared to carry a gun themselves, they, and that's that they can't take it. If they can't carry it, you can't carry it. 
Also, the news that I think behind this news is that the progs do not realize that they are in the minority. The majority of people in the United States of America are Christians. Yes, I got news, bad news for you lefties, that your boy coming out and making this all about politics right off the right off the jump, that didn't sit well with the American people. They're not happy at all. They They expected that response from the President of the United States that those people get, not the one we got by this community organizer in chief. Useless empty suit puppet that he is. What what is the answer here? I heard the left screaming, uh, uh where's your gun free zone? This wasn't a gun free zone. Yes, it was. It's San Bernardino, California. Number one. That's that's a gun free zone. Then you tweeted. Just this, being right? in California <laughs> is a gun free zone. But it, it's so hard to have a gun in California, it's ridiculous. And they're confiscating guns as we speak. But that had the nerve to say it wasn't a gun-free zone. Oh, really? How many people there had guns? See, no one asked this question but me. It's amazing. <laughs> it's San Bernardino, California. It isn't a gun-free zone, they claim. Okay, let's just use logic. Did, did anybody there have a firearm? No, not by any reports. Did anybody fight back? No, because they had no ability. So, okay, so no guns there, right? If there were no guns there, it was a gun-free zone. It just didn't have a sign, right? But again, since California is pretty much a gun-free zone, they expect everybody not to have guns. But to piece de resistance that they might not understand, uh, that was a social worker government building. You're not allowed to carry firearms in government buildings. They are gun-free zones. All government buildings, banks, post offices, you're not allowed to carry a gun. They are gun-free zones. This is how stupid and ignorant the other uh, op, the opposition is. You you only be an ignorant, useful idiot to be against honest citizens carrying firearms. It keeps the bad guys at bay, pal. That's just a fact of life. I know it's heavy, it's irritant, it doesn't look good with my suit. I don't know what your problems are. I really don't care. You don't have to carry a gun. That doesn't mean because you find it inconvenience or it's not worth your time that it's not worth mine. Maybe I maybe I care about my life and my family and my property more than you do about yours. I'm certainly finding it less and less appealing amongst my citizenship. Citizenry. Citizenry. <laughs> We don't have any more citizenship, Brian. Uh, well, it's they gone. do. It's just it's not worth anything. It, that's what they're doing. It's the, it's the last part of destroying this country. Of citizen, when citizenship means nothing, that, that's, that's the end of the country. It's over. And that's one that Michael Savage didn't pick up. He, he got the other ones right. Uh, language, borders, and culture. But this is it, what happens when they do this. Now, they're not going to stop the gun message. They're going to double down because they think everybody in the country is with them and not with us. Majority of Americans understand liberty. And the majority of Americans are complaining about the fact that the government has stolen their liberty. Pissing the, gov the people off more cannot be beneficial to your puppet people unless you want a full-scale bloody revolution maybe that's what soros and his ilk want i don't know i mean they say they have to kill 200 million americans off to make the new world socialist order work so uh, obviously they're ex 
they're going to be doing violence to us. Uh, so anyway, uh, California Wednesday was the 22nd mass shooting this year with one of more than 300 in a near daily epidemic. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Big difference. But the problem is one of the definitions sometimes used sloppily and interchangeably. The result, a very confused and possibly hyperventilating public. There is no official definition of a mass shooting. The closet, the closest is by the Congressional Research Service, which says it is four or more people killed with a firearm, not including the killer. It has to be with a firearm, though, huh? Well, they're calling it a mass shooting. Oh, mass shooting. Well, could it be a mass killing if it was with a knife? Well, or the mass other, knifing. The other, this Why is, are they emphasizing the gun? That's my point. Well, this is from USA Today. I was really shocked that they were doing well, this. Well, this is the lamestream media. They're emphasizing the gun with their language. By, by emphasizing shooting, you think of a gun and you just blame the gun. See, they, did, they didn't say mass murderer. Killed it's by a mass, mass murderer. murderer. It should have no. said mass murders. Right. It, or committed mass murder committed mass murder no mass shooting but the other thing that they're, they're saying doing it on it, purpose is my point right but the other thing that they're saying is that by using this type of language they're confusing everyone because this was not a mass shooting they said there's not even a real definition of a mass shooting this was a terrorist attack well it, it, no matter what it still is a mass shooting a mass murder and a terrorist an act of terrorist all of above islamic oh yeah turns out they're muzzies but they're not what they're bringing out, which I was shocked at. That they're—that's all they're calling it, and they shouldn't be doing that. That's what I just said. But USA Today's bringing that out. <laughs> I didn't get to any place where they're bringing anything out. What I just said. So why don't you wait for it? No, it says the result: a very confused and possibly hyperventilating public because of the, the problem of the definitions. No, it's it's the hype, it, and they're not getting. He's not getting either. It's not confusing. They don't care how confused they are. They want to get rid of guns. It's the only point to these mass shootings is for them to get rid of the shooting part, which are guns. And you could ban guns and we'd still have mass shootings. But then they wouldn't call it that because they'd be embarrassed that guns were used. They'd try and hide it. So anyway, that's pretty similar to the FBI's definition of a mass killing, about 75% of which are committed with a firearm. A killing isn't a murder. A murder is a murder. You don't investigate a killing, you investigate a murder. If it's just a killing, it means they were entitled to kill the other person. It was self-defense. It was a killing. It had to be done, but, you know, it wasn't murder. There's a difference. It's like when you kill a rabbit. It's not murdering a rabbit. Not if you're killing it to eat and feed your family. And the whole wrong card again, and we got to go to a break. This is Young Robert Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs> My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. 
Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation, working on my new, new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had another plan except the damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the can you dig it? You see, this cat buried is one dumb mother. Shut your neck. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man, but nobody understands him but his woman. Michelle. Barack! Barack! You didn't eat the apples in your happy meal! Shaft, now playing in an economy near you. You're damn right. Whoops. Uh, there's no calls for alarm. We have everything under control. Uh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. Because you got to have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. When was the last time you read the Constitution or reviewed the Bill of Rights? When was the last time you read them to your children? These documents, the foundation of this great nation, are not documents to be ignored. They are to be embraced. So sit down and read them to your children. And a tool you can use to do this is a little book called The Citizen's Rulebook. To receive a copy, call 602-258-6406. It only costs a dollar and can mean the difference in your children's understanding of the country they live in. The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Growing uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. 
Shovel ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now is putting our economy into overdrive. Well, this is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. the uncooperative radio show hour three now it's art van is <laughs> fine <laughs> sign yes here's your sign here's my sign uh where was it about this stuff it's about mass this. shooting ah! definition all right um all right. Uh, the the similar to the FBI's definition of mass killing, about seventy five percent of which are committed with a firearm, according to U.S. Today research. Other weapons include knives, baseball bat, even one case where a father threw his children off a bridge. So far this year, there have been twenty nine mass killings, resulting in one hundred fifty five deaths. Of those, twenty two incidents were shootings. But several other sources use alternative definitions. Regardless of whether anyone dies, for example, two widely used sources on mass shootings include Stanford Mass Shootings and Mass Shooting Tracker. The first defines a mass shooting as three or more people shot, but not necessarily fatally. The killer killers is not counted. The second defines it as four or more people shot, not necessarily fatally, it may include the killers. So this is like nonsense. Right. All statistics is basically now nonsense. Most science is basically now nonsense. That's what the progs have done for us. We have progressed so far. Oh, yeah, not in science and not in health. Not, no, okay. Research say headlines that suggest a mass shooting occurs daily on average are misleading. In the eyes of the public, that translates into a San Bernardino-style shooting nearly every day. That definition of four more shot rarely translates to four more killed. One-third of these mass shootings result in no fatalities, and only 5% are mass killings, says James Allen Fox, Lippman Family Professor of Criminology, Law, and Public Policy, at Northeastern University. Okay, before you go on, why don't they call everything that happens in Detroit and Chicago mass shootings? Every weekend no, no, there's no. mass One shootings. One person has to kill more than four people, Susan. In a single shooting. Not spread out across the whole country. Or even the town. That's not a... No, it is not a mass shooting or a mass killing just because there are 50 deaths every day in New York City. Of those 50 deaths, most are singles. So it wouldn't fit the definition. Because you can't lump them all together unless they're all done by the same shooter. That does not to say they won't try. Um, however, this scary one-a-day statistic is rolled out whenever there is a large-scale mass killing, allowing unsophisticated readers to make the wrong connection. Fox also points out that the one-a-day statistic is devoid of any benchmark. 
since most counting of public shootings occur after Sandy Hook almost exactly three years ago, it's difficult to make comparisons. Without historical context, we get hysterical response, says Fox. If it were possible, and it really isn't, to go back to 2005 and count number of shootings with four-plus injured, I'm sure it would be on par with today's figures. Fox says that the central problem is that the idea of a mass shooting conflates how the crime occurred with how with how many victims and they are really separate hallmarks and we don't start sentences with and it's a conjunction and my god it also makes it really hard to understand which way such incidents are trending mass killings by firearm or the means have not increased since 2006 they are consistently about two dozen a year but there is some indication that incidents of active shooters may be increasing, according to an FBI report last year. There was 160 active shooter events between 2000 and 2013. An average of 6.4 incidents occurred in the first seven years studied, and an average of 16.4 occurred in the last seven years. But critics say early years are undercounted, which likely explains the increase. Anyone waving a gun in a public place is threatening and should be counted to understand such episodes of violence. But the FBI is far more likely to call such incidents an active shooter because it makes no distinction between whether deaths have occurred and conveys the idea that it's ongoing situation. In other words, the FBI is lying to you and manipulating you. You should be offended. We don't really need the FBI the way it exists today. That's another conversation for way down, way down the plan road. We have to first get our states back. Ooh, we haven't even got our schools back yet. All right, moving along from Fox News. If you plan on having a Christmas party at the University of Tennessee, be sure to leave the baby Jesus Santa Claus at home. Taxpayer-funded University Office for Diversity and Inclusion. What inclusion? There's diversity. There's no inclusion. Recently released an unofficial edict calling for the campus to host holiday parties that do not emphasize religion or culture. Ensure your holiday party is not a Christmas party in disguise. The organization warned in an out, uh, on an online document titled Best Practices for Inclusive holiday celebrations in the workplace wow they took one of those seminars where the guy blows blue smoke up their backside all day and teaches them how to pass it on oh is that the news behind this news oh yeah that's part of the news behind this news uh but again why why should we why should anyone be offended by christmas at christmas time sorry it is part of our culture christmas has been around for hundreds of years it's like why would we practice it because another culture well then they shouldn't be in the united states of america they should be someplace where they don't have these kind of offensive parts of their culture if you don't want to be an american go home all right where was i here the organization warned i love that Best practices for inclusive holiday celebration in the workplace. Ah, yes, Christmas neutral. It's all the rage on college campuses these days. 
celebrate your religious and cultural holidays in a way that are respectful and inclusive of our students, our colleagues, and our university, the Office for Diversity and Inclusion stated. Let me pause for just a moment to share a rather frosty note I received from the university's media relations department. They say the best practices for inclusive holiday celebrations in the workplace is not an official policy. It is a list of suggestions for inclusive celebrations, they stated. We recognize that our campus community is diverse and its members observe various religious and faiths. Really? That's not even a sentence. Observe various religious and faiths. Not religions and faiths, religious and faiths. It was quoted. The statement went on to point out they honor Christmas as one of the celebrations of the season and the birth of Jesus and the corresponding Christmas observance is one of the Christian holidays on our cultural and religious holiday calendar. I wonder if the Office for Diversity and Inclusion is aware that such non-inclusive and non-diverse activities are occurring on campus. I am hoping that you will be fair and objective in your reporting and these inferences you make about the piece. The statement went on to read. Well, I'm not inferring anything. It's written in black and white and Tennessee orange on the university's official website. Get a load of some of the nonsense they're suggesting on Rocky Top. Holiday cards should be non-denominational, and decorations should be not be specific to any religion or culture. Well, then what would be giving the card for? Card-giving day? Refreshment selection should be general, not specific to any religion or culture, they added. Are you any of minds? Who doesn't like eggnog? When did that become a religious uh, activity, eggnog? Really? <laughs> Brian does a cold show, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are first. I'm sickened by the state of my country, the United Social States of America. Uh, yeah, I know. I lost a lot of listeners last time I said it, too. USS of A. Sorry. I've been saying it for a long time. We are socialists. You might, it might not fit the strict definition in the dictionary, but it's socialism. Oh, but they're not controlling private industry. Really, what do you call regulations made by, like, the EPA, for instance, or in the banking and money and in that community? All these regulations are laws that get in the way of people having a free economy. This is should be handled like it should be handled. People should decide what they like or don't like. And if you're in the community and you don't like it, well, tell the other people in the community you don't like it. And maybe they'll listen to you or maybe they won't. But at least uh, you'll have had your day before your and your minority position held to high standard. But shut up and go away. You do realize that we're worse than socialists. We're actually living in a monarchy because President Obama is issuing executive orders like they're law because they're all regulations. All socialisms. All socialism ends up in a tyrannical dictator. Right. We are living in a monarchy right now because we're listening to him. And he's making all but the rules. But it's not a monarchy. It's, a, it, it's because of all the face. It, look, just like the Senate wasn't really had any power under Caesar before they killed him, that's the way it is now. That's why I've been called him Caesar forever. Catch up. Bread and circus. We've been here a while now, waiting for you. Catch up. Uh, so, yeah, let's have the uh, – it, it should just be a blank card. Maybe uh, 
I know, a black card with a white dot. So then it's a work of art, like the Metropolitan Museum of Art, right? In New York City? Yeah. New York City? Literally, the painting is <laughs> black with a white circle. Yes, I went there. And that's all it is. <laughs> there is nothing to it. Uh, nothing more to it. Nothing. And that's hanging. That's taught as good. That's part of the Prague teaching. Art should no longer be about the human form. It's another way to dehumanize. That's why you'll notice a lot of places are building new statues where they used to have old statues and squares, and they're abstract art. They're no longer statues of people or animals. Well, you know, and that's one thing, just to get a little bit off the beaten track, that I that I was observing when you were talking to our friend and neighbor, because he's an artist, and he is constantly telling us how shapes you know, and forms of people and how animals and how he was taught to do art, they're not, no longer taught like that anymore. Right. And it was fascinating to me because he actually, he, he'll draw it out to, to show this is how, you know, this form was supposed to be made. And, and from this form, it made into that. But he, in his teaching, like you're saying, it was people, it was animals, it was flowers, it was landscaping. It wasn't this abstract crap that you don't even know what the hell it is. Well, this is what the USSR. This is what the USSR landscapes. called for, and it steps to turn us into a communist nation. One of it was just that. And that's what they're doing here. They're getting rid of everything that has to do with a culture. Again, it might as well be a black card with a white dot. Right. And what's it say? Happy card day. I guess every. Every card you buy will say happy card day. Won't that be redundant and stupid? And they're doing this in the colleges to bring to wash the children. I know. That this should be normal. We got our we got our troops in college too. Uh refreshment section well should be general dust but I, I want my eggnog and if you don't want if you don't like me having my eggnog, then leave. I reckon that means kids won't be able to serve jugs of sweet tea considered the house wine of Southern Baptists. Sweet tea. I, 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 I don't like the sweetness. I like the tea. don't like the sweetness. Well, why can't everyone just have lemon in it? Well, you know, it's funny. When we were traveling across the world, and we actually, when we left New oh, York... The world? <laughs> it was the United States of America. That's all my world. And Canada. Uh, that's all my world. That's the only world I care about. Um, when we went from New York down south... We stopped at a couple of places, and, and I'm a big tea drinker, a huge tea fan. I The only thing I don't like is green tea, but I'll drink any kind of tea. Um, and I always was asking for tea, and they would bring me the sweet tea, and I'm like, no, hot tea. They had no idea what I was talking about <laughs> because they didn't serve hot tea down south in Who a lot of hot places. Tea? You, drink, <laughs> you drink cold sweet tea. So what I did it's hot is, outside. So what I did is I... I I learned pretty quickly, so I bought tea bags. Or mid juleps, they'll make you that. <laughs> I bought tea bags, and then I would, you know, go up to the nest if they had hot water, and I'd use their milk and all that other stuff. But I'd make my own hot tea. But yeah, they had, you know, looked at me like I had two heads. What are you talking about, hot tea? <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was a culture shock, right? Yeah, it was one of many. <laughs> but then I figured it out and I embraced their culture. I didn't go against it. Housewife of Southern Baptist. I do love that. I'm, I'm not a. Uh, I have no special sect, Christian sect that's my favorite. I don't play favorites. 
I'm an interfaith minister. Uh, but it's not it, much like the First Amendment. It has nothing to do with Islam. So, and uh, this guy's this author's personal favorite: holiday parties should not play games with religious or cultural themes. They singled out dreidel and the secret Santa as no-nos. Santa's religion. Santa is a secular figure. What? Why? <laughs> How's that have to do with anything? There's like no religious anything about Santa Claus. It's actually very, uh, if anything, pagan. Yeah, because Father Christmas would be also known as Santa. Chris Kringle. Kringle yep. I actually and have a, Father Christmas. Yep. The recommendations have drawn the ire of alumni, including Representative John Duncan, Republican Tennessee. The people I represent are disgusted by this. He told me people from all over the country are sick and tired of all this political correctness. Lieutenant Governor Ron Ramsey echoed the congressman's concerns about political correctness. While the advisory makes clear it is not university policy, these suggestions call into question what purpose university offices of diversity serve, he said. Well, we know that. Yes, we do. You should know it, too. You're the lieutenant governor. He said students don't attend college to have their values and traditions sidelined and undermined. Oh, ho, ho, America. But guess what? Yes, that is how. That's why they go to public school and then on to college to further be indoctrinated into the proletariat of the serfdom movement called progressivism. It's very important they get our kids. Yes. And they've got them already. They're finishing them off now. I mean, they brainwashed them already, but now the Common Core is going to ruin them permanent. It re it's going to rewire the way their brains think. They're going to be progs, burnt into their synapses. That's not just behavioral. That's organic. You're not going to do that. It's about time you take... A uh, seriously, when you hear ourselves calling it public school and colleges, child abuse centers, because that's what they are. They're not about education. They're about re-education. Yeah, because they're going to have enough trouble re-educating re us in the camps. They don't want to have to deal with another population or a couple of generations. They just figure it'll just be these two generations. The rest we already got. Well, of people no, to re-educate. If we don't stop, it'll never, it'll never end. Never, till they win completely. And even then, they're going to teach the same way. They're going to brainwash them into the mind of the progressive in the state, and to be a collectivist, a statist, a relativist, etc., etc., a nihilist, Nietzschean, etc. I could go on. I've read so many, so many depressing philosophy people. There's some people out there. They're a real drag. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess you have a button to push. I do have a button to push. Push the button. Woo! I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we got to reach out to our place somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. What will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. 
We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Across the land. Across the nation. Sneaking in America. Okay, thank you, Paul Shanklin. All of our parodies tonight were brought to you by Paul Shanklin, paulshanklin.com. No, some of them were our own originals. No, no, not parodies. Yes, parodies. No. Really, there was a whole block of them that were just my parodies, so, and not Paul Shanklin's. Yeah, but they weren't music. They were parodies. Okay, then all the parody music was by Paul Shanklin. Never mind. <laughs> it was, though. No, well. Okay, well, now, everybody. None of the ones in the four-minute blocks that I put together are anybody else's but mine. They're mine. You need to put the gorilla tape so on I before thank we go. me for my contributions <laughs> to all these things that I want to do more of. I have a lot of thousand ideas. I just don't have the time or energy. So, everyone or more importantly, out money, there, money. <laughs> put yeah. on Gorilla Tape. This one, I cannot believe they. this woman sat there with a straight face saying this to the Congress. Gorilla Tape. You're, you're assuming that they don't believe what they're saying is true. From CNSNews.com, Sarah Saldana, the Director of Immigration and Customs Enforcement, told Congress on Wednesday... That ICE cannot deport criminal aliens without the cooperation of their home countries. And there's a whole bunch of countries that do not cooperate in taking back their criminals. Really? We have C-130s, right? They still have those cargo gates that open up in the back, right? Yep, they still got a zip line on it, right? Yep, hook them up and kick them out. Seriously, just dump them on the... Take Parachute them. their butts right back where they Just belong. Just dump them where they belong. They're, they're on their own. They're not allowed in our country. They're illegals. Yes. They're criminals. Goodbye. I'm telling you, Operation Wetback 2. This time we kick them out of the back in C-130s. And we get a real we get a real air sick before we do that. I'm serious. I would not give a rat's behind what these countries said. You either come and get them or I'm just going to drop them right on, on your soil. Saldana said, Haiti, China, you have to understand that our government really doesn't want to give them back in. Anyway. I know. Saldana said, Haiti, China, and India are three of those countries, but she couldn't remember the others. She told Senator Richard Blumenthal she'd get him a list. Blumenthal, a Connecticut Democrat, last week asked the Inspector General of the Homeland Security Department to investigate ISIS's failure to deport Jean Jacques, an illegal immigrant alien from Haiti who is accused of murdering a 25-year-old Connecticut woman in June. At the time, Jacques was free after serving a 15-year prison term in the U.S. for attempted murder. And he went out and murdered. Three attempts by ICE to deport him, dating back to 2002, failed. Tell you, they have no choice if you just parachute him in. Heck, they probably won't even know you put him back. I know. That's what I'm saying. Just put them all on a boat. Do it at night. No, no, no. C-130s at night. Yeah, but that takes more fuel. No, we take back the night. No, I love my ACs. They're AC-130s. Attack 
cargo C-130s. Uh, yeah, they, they have, if you've never heard of them, they're C-130s, but they have armor plating, thick armor plating. They're all black. They're painted all black. And they have a minigun and another another uh, another weapon on there. Of course, they have heat vision and night vision and all this stuff. And what they do is with that minigun is they just turn on their turn on their side as they fly over an area and just cover every inch of it, every square inch with am- with ammunition. Just nothing will survive. Nothing. Well, take those. They also fly under the radar at night. That's why they're black. And uh, kick out, get over the country you want, climb to altitude, kick them out the back. Get back down under the radar, leave. See you, babe. Bye-bye, all. Y'all come back now, you hear? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the Senate hearing, when Desi Blumenthal asked Saldana why ICE failed to deport him as it should have done. I will just say, just like any of the situations where you have somebody assaulted or injured or murdered, worse, it's tremendously disturbing, Saldana Yeah, because it's not one of your family members, bitch. She pointed to a 2001 Supreme Court ruling, Zadvidas v. Davis, which said the United States may not indefinitely detain immigrants under deportation orders if their home country won't accept them. I say we drop their butt on an atoll somewhere. I don't freaking care. What happens to them? Just get them out of my country. That's your job. I don't care how you do it. See, they don't want to get them out. That's why they're doing it. Always an excuse when they don't want to do something. There are no excuses when they want to do something, including our constitutional rights, right? Forget about the unalienable ones. They have no respect for that. There's no God. We're just ignoramuses that believe in superstitious nonsense. And yet no one can explain where the world came from. But we're ignoramuses. Um, hmm. She pointed to a 2001 ruling, blah, blah. The Zadvidas decision requires us, even in post-custody, post-deportation order situations, to release a person if there's no legitimate basis for believing somebody will be able to be removed. Without a travel document to Haiti, this person would not have been able to be removed, Saldana said. Okay, but... Why? What's Haiti going to do? Blow us up? Again, but it's all right for people who come into this country, brown pieces of crap that have no identification and no travel papers. Right. We're, but we can't do that to the, another country. That's correct. Because we're evil, white, evil whitey. It's not a question of whether he had to be released, Blumenthal said. It's a question of what was done to deport him and why he is not back in Haiti and Casey Chadwick's still alive. That's the real question here. Blumenthal said he accepts that. Some efforts were made to get jocks out of the country, but they were abysmally and abhorrently inadequate, and much more could have been done in my view. And I believe the Inspector General, why not keep starting sentences would end? And I believe the Inspector General investigation will demonstrate factually that much more could have been done, and I also want to know what broader problems this particular failing may reflect. If this is such a problem, I suggest we amend the Constitution to allow us, if their country won't take them back, we can kill them in a firing squad. There you go. Or hanging. It's cheap stuff. None of this new fancy stuff. Inexpensive stuff. Well, you know, more states are adopting firing squads. And you know, the, the Roe 
it, you can use it. It's reusable. Yeah, we should grow hemp. It's eco-friendly. It. It's we'll, green. We'll make it out of hemp. It's green. Hemp has very strong rope. Hemp used to be what was used to make rope. All right. Uh, More reasons to grow marijuana, Brian. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I believe the Inspector General investigation will demonstrate factually much more could have been done, and I also want to know what broader problems this particular failing may reflect. So then I said she will cooperate with the IG investigation. I think your concern is, couldn't you have gone to the country and tried to make some efforts there locally? We did try to find family members of this person. We could not locate them. That, that's... Blumenthal said if the Obama administration can glean information about refugees coming into this country, it could have been done in Jacques' case as well. You know, I won't argue with you on how much more could have been done, Saldana told Blumenthal. I will tell you that we have to rely on the country to accept those travel documents and to put them in a form that they will accept their national back. No. That's the frustration we have. They don't get a choice to get them back. They're, it belongs to them, so they're getting it back whether they want them or not. Thank you. That's irrelevant whether they want them. You don't get to dump your crap on us. Well, we'll start. Why don't we start dumping them? Take all the murderers and dump them in all these South American countries and unleash them on their public and see how much they like it. I say we take the. You know who we take if you're going to go that route? I say we take all the criminally insane and dump them in Mexico. Mm -mm, too close. South America. Okay. Yeah, dump them down there. They'll have a field day. They'll take over the place. They'll have so many victims Oh, to like, choose from. Like Jake Guevara. It's just like old times. Uh, where was I? Haiti does not apparently have the interest, the resources to assist us in doing that. And so we can't just drop them off without the country being in a position to accept them. What are you talking about? We have no obligation for these people. They're not our citizens. See what I mean? Again, they're making your citizenship worthless. But it's a human right, Blumenthal Brian. wasn't known, is it? Blumenthal, first, there are no human rights. Those are rights granted by a government, and we don't want those. We have inalienable rights, not human rights. Blumenthal wasn't buying it. Apart from what Haiti is or is not willing to do, I maintain, I think the Inspector General investigation will affirm that much more could have been done by ICE. Sure. How about just having a, someone call up in the higher administration and say, if you want to get any more government cheese from us, you're taking all your illegal aliens back from us. Comprende? Yeah, that's how you deal with that. Of course, it's unconstitutional anyway. We won't tell them we're already not going to pay them anyway because we're not doing that anymore. But, you know, at, the, at this time, it's valid. <laughs> Uh, but it, if that's a problem, why haven't you come to the Congress? Why haven't you gone to the State Department? Haiti receives a lot of aid from this country, and it ought to be held accountable, the senator said. Wow. So I'm shocked. Saldana said she has been to the State Department herself and met with one of the representatives there who helps us with respect to these recalcitrant countries. We are making all kinds of efforts. The State Department can be most helpful in this, and I'm hoping that we can turn around some of these countries. Blumenthal asked Saldana for a list of the countries that refuse to cooperate with U.S. deportation attempts. Oh, there are a bunch of them, sir. I can certainly provide you a list. 
She named You're fired. She named China and India, then trailed off. There are quite a few. The list is long. She's impeached. You could probably imagine some of them, those that have very unstable governments, those that have cold relationships with us. Many of those countries are not cooperating with us. Okay. Why? Because we, we have absolutely alienated half the world. That's why. Well, and let's... Maybe the whole world at this point. I don't know. Let's play this game, all right? Since Congress is unwilling... I know they're not going to do anything I'm going to say, but you never know. So they're unwilling to ha- defund Obama, right? And all his freaking bureaucracies. So what we do is all the time you have some of these people in hearings, you say, well, guess what? You're not doing your job. We're going to start impeachment proceedings on you. Next up, you're not doing your job. We're starting... Pre- well, you know, scare once, the bejesus out of them. Yeah, it's going to happen. Once you get told you, you're not going to change anything up at Washington, D.C., it has to come from your local government. Only the states are going to be strong enough to stand up against the national government and put them back in their constitutional box without a really bloody revolution slash civil war. Let's be honest. That's what our first revolutionary war was as well. It was British subjects fighting British subjects. What do you call it? By definition, a civil war. Um, blah, 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 blah. Blumenthal said he would appreciate a list as well as an explanation of what efforts have been made by ICE and by other government agencies to change those practices that resist taking back criminals who commit murder in our communities or other crimes because they have no business being here and they give a bad name to all of the programs that you administer. They undermine the credibility and legitimacy of your, our entire immigration effort. And somebody should finally sign a light on the fact that that is a, nothing but a corrupt social engineering unconstitutional nightmare. No, the states never gave power over immigration to the national no, government. Show me never. the amendment to the Constitution. No, they did not. And, and it is up to the governors to protect the citizens of his his or her state by not allowing... Again, you don't let these third world... Hellhole people. Pieces of brown crap. dictators dictate to the United States of America. We, ha- we have a big stick financially, which shouldn't be done anyway. Pull all the funding for... We give... I think every country in the world gets money from us. I don't think there's one that doesn't. Not one. Foreign aid is unconstitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows Congress to dip into the Treasury for blah. Fill in the blank. I actually sent that on fax to one of my elected cockroaches with a little deep, deep, deep for blank. Well, it's what true. Came, where in the Constitution did you find the authority to dip into the Treasury for? And I went that, 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 and I went blank, 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 underscore. And uh, I filled it in. You know, I filled it in after it. But I, I just know that the, the, some aides got to look at it and go, what the heck does that mean? I know. It's true. Hey, the go- elected cockroaches might look at it and say, what the hell does that mean? They don't know the Constitution. I mean, that's true. There's no more fill-in-the-blank tests, are there? Nope. All we had was fill-in-the-blank yep. and worse, the dreaded essay, essay questions. Although I, I did awesome in history. I did awful in English. I wrote like the founding fathers. My teacher would have exploded if I did something that was that many lines and still was only one sentence. I've seen 20 lines of, of writing go on 
and no new paragraph, no new punctuation whatsoever. Just one sentence. And I got to hear about my run-on sentences? Come on now. Where was that knowledge when I was going to school? I'd love to slap the teacher with that one. Ah, tell it to John. Tell it to James Madison or Thomas Jefferson. Uh, that would have been really good uh, comebacks. It, <laughs> it really would. It definitely would have. Yeah, he would have been sent to the principal's office. I always was anyway. <laughs> or uh, I was busy writing, I shall not, I shall not, I shall not, I shall not, I shall not. Uh, anyway. Uh, oh, we got because... I got. I was a wiseacre about bef- the wording before. That's why she changed it to "shall not." No misunderstandings there. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Blumenthal said he would appreciate that list. They undermine the credibility, legitimacy of our entire effort. So I look forward to the investigation report from the Inspector General. Uh, your whole immigration law is unconstitutional. You, your whole immigration right now, the law, the way it's made, is made to brown up America and uh, with poor, not just brown people, poor brown people that are nothing but sponges and, and overwhelm the system. It's just, it's obvious. They're surprised they haven't overwhelmed it already. If you haven't figured that out, they're going, what the heck is it going to take? They don't understand we're going to fight back. They keep pushing us. We're fighting back. And they don't understand that we're a very big economy. We're, it's not as easy to screw up as Greece, which is like one state in well, the United States. And America. also, we are big geographically. I was speaking geographically. No, you said economy-wise. Well, but geographically. We're, we're a big economy. That's what you just said. Right. Well, we are. But uh, what's more important is we're also the reserve currency. Until they change that, we're we're bulletproof but it, when and if they change that it'll go we're fast. dead <laughs> wow we're, we're gonna go down fast all right uh if you want to listen to our shows live we're on sundays and thursday nights 8 p.m eastern time at uncooperativeradio.com where you can also download and listen to all our recordings for free also if you want to listen through a device they have an app for every device over there over so, where uncooperativeradio.com. Oh, okay. okay, make it short. Which also is our count over at Spreaker. So when you get, you know, look down at the bottom when you want to look for stuff like that. Uh, find a link down at the bottom to the apps. Uh, they, I swear they got one for everything. I didn't even know some of these things existed. They got it after. We also rebroadcast and, and all over the place. <laughs> We're uh, syndicated all over the place, rebroadcasted all over the place. It's kind of a big thing. But our but our main place is redstatetalkradio.com, where they have two studios of good conservative talk radio. Our shows are rebroadcast on Studio A, Tuesdays and Fridays, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Our 24-7 or free listener line for redstatetalkradio.com shows 24-7, free of charge. You only need a phone. You don't need data. You don't need a smartphone. You don't need a computer. Just a phone. Even those old phones, you know, you used to hit your brother with and it wouldn't break. Any phone will work. You can listen for free. Of course, whatever your deal is with your provider of same device is on you. On Studio B, our show is rebroadcast Sunday at 12 a.m. Eastern, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And the 24-7 listener line for Studio B is 
If for some reason you don't take our advice and keep pen and paper handy and you didn't get all that, you can go to redstatetalkradio.com, no affiliation to Red State blog, redstatetalkradio.com, and look at, look at the schedule that's right up in the top in the menus there. Uh, just pick Studio A or Studio B, and uh, you'll get the schedules. Uh, you can listen to whomever you want. And if you hear crackling in the background, we have the wood stove going on in the studio because yep. it was really loud. And through Red State Talk, <laughs> Talk Radio, we're also broadcast on a number of AM and FM stations and also tune in. And we want to thank them. Our our show is solo offered to you on iHeartRadio. So if you got if you like iHeartRadio, our show's over there. Feel free to catch it there. Most of our listeners actually do listen from iHeartRadio, honestly. Um, we're at TalkShoe.com, of course, still uploading our shows there. Uh, Podomatic. Uh, They'll just do a search. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's all over the place. At one time, any place I could put it, I did, I did way back in the day a decade ago. But uh, you'll you'll find it. Now for this. Well, next- first of all, you're listening to it right now, so we know you found it, right? So for this segment, I have something to play. Oh, push the button. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band Thirty Eight Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. I like the way they did that because he they used the part of the song that says, I never knew they'd come a day when I'd have to say this to you. Thanking the military, police lives matter, you know. Who would have thought? I don't know. I don't even know the words, so I can't help you there. I don't. I don't know the words of that song. <laughs> All right. Where are we now? Police lives matter. Now, Is that going to be a hashtag? Now... I didn't copy the beginning of this article, so I am going to read it for you, and then you can continue. This is from World Net Daily. One community in South Carolina has been left, get this, ladies and gentlemen, police-free after the entire force resigned over disputes in part about First Amendment rights with the newly elected mayor, Patty Carson. Carolina, she's probably a prog. Right, because you said the Carolinas are being taken over. Oh yeah. First, doesn't matter if there's a Republican if they're still a Prague. Lindsey grabs a Prague. Oh my God. First, North Police Chief Mark Falla resigned, citing Carson's influence of a gag order on the entire department and telling them they could not speak to members of the media that only she could. WXTL, WLTX reported. Falla also said Carson required police to give a two-week notice before making any public appearances, as well as access to all incoming and outgoing departmental emails. They walked out. An entire police force walked out, Brian. Good. I thought, this this is what you've been calling for. Yes. uh, Unfortunately, the police, uh, I think some people didn't understand what I stating of the police state had nothing to do with police yes the overuse of the police but they're not the ones making the rules and making making the decisions they're just cops uh they're just doing a job but they should be more 
in tune to what their job should be about, and it's not violating our our liberties. It's the reverse. It's protecting them, securing them. That's the police's job. Not social engineering. No knock no warrants. No knock warrants. Uh, a cop should go, wait a minute, why am I going into this residence? Really? And then I got yelled at by some cop's wife on Twitter. She was like, his job is to come home safely. No, it's not. And Just I'm, like my job I said, as a nurse. Excuse me, ma'am. He's, he's, he's not a soldier. He's a police officer. His job is to keep the peace. Just like as a nurse. He's a peace my... officer, but that's who he is. I'm... Exactly. Just like my job as a nurse was to keep my patients alive and your job as a paramedic, no matter what that entailed, was to keep your patients alive or save them. That's right. That's our job. And, that was our and job. And sometimes I butted heads with cops and firemen, too. It, trying to do my job but uh, oh i always butted up heads with doctors and administrators yeah, it's, not real, it's not real cool to butt heads with police and firemen no, in new york city it's not when you work in the ghetto with them that's not a good idea but we work we are and we I, will I never continue. i never do what's a good idea that's why when they call me a we find abuse by the police we will report on i won't stanford i just won't uh from world that daily and i just read the beginning so this is what he's gonna say for her to be directing procedures that were contrary to national standards, that was going to cause a problem, Fallow said, WLTX reported. So I just said it was best for me probably to step down. His resignation caused a domino effect, and Fallow's fellow police colleagues quit as well. The county has been forced to take over law enforcement duties for the town. For her to be directing procedures that were... Well, that's would, a repeat... Uh, the county blah, 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 has been forced to take over Lord Deuce of Town. The Orangeburg County Sheriff's Office. Well, good. At least now you have a sheriff. Sheriff's Office said in a statement, our agency is answering calls and responding to those calls until further notice. We prefer sheriffs. We have Most, a... Uh, oh, yes. Oh, my God. We're underneath a police force right now here in Anaconda County. I don't know and who's they scared are the of, worst. I don't know who's scared of who more and i don't know whether that makes it more dangerous or less but it's not a not, it's not a fun place to be no it is not a good situation um residents meanwhile have expressed some alarm without a police presence or without the county being present more often it gives us concerns for our safety and for the businesses safety as well said one local businessman russell jeffcoat to the local media outlet. And this is what you're causing. You're you're talking about this, Brian, because you want them to do this in the inner cities. These people don't want the cops around. Get out. Get out. Let them police themselves. But give all the people guns. Give all the it is the people that you don't know whether or not they're a crook yet. Give them guns. Let them deal with it. Hey, if everyone's, if everybody is armed, I guarantee you, even in the ghettos, and I know because I worked there for seven years, even in the ghettos, the good people outnumber the bad. There are some neighborhoods where that is debatable, but overall. And so even if you gave everybody, 100% of people, you'd still have more people have good people having guns than bad people having guns, and they'd be safer because of it because they could shoot back. You know, those, those tough punks aren't such tough punks when the other guy's got a gun, too. But they had courage to do this, Brian. I thought this was amazing. Courage to do what? To just walk out after their captain resigned and to go against the uh, mayor. It, it is unusual. Very unusual. But 
you know, you have to understand that there are a lot of people, other good cops retired because they can't stand being cops anymore. Wow, that's hot. And uh, it, the corruption and the way the, the, the whole policing has changed from protect and serve to control the masses. And uh, that doesn't sit with all the guys that were there to protect and serve. They, they don't like that. Even though, frankly, they could never protect us. But, but they're supposed to at least go get the guy who killed us. Right? <laughs> and not kick our door down in the middle of the night uh, in SWAT gear. Like, God, uh, give people a heart attack. Well, and the other thing that I just brought up is what if the shootings that happened in California in that neighborhood didn't have any police? The police were the ones that got these terrorists. FBI did not. FBI came after but the fact. What was their response time? About 12 minutes or more? You want to be locked up in that school with gun crazed nut jobs? Well, not the school, it was the center. I mean, well, the center, whatever. You want to be stuck there with no guns? Nobody had a gun. If anybody had a gun, they would have killed him. That's what nobody gets. I should not be able to sleep because I support the NRA, and that's why that happened in California. My backside, that's why it happened in California. Happened in California because California pretty much is a gun-free zone by definition. But frankly, all government buildings are, and uh, this was a social service building, therefore a government building, and not allowed to carry guns on. So another gun-free zone. You see, the left's always wrong, even when they think they're right, which is always. The other thing about this article I wanted you to talk about, and I know we don't know who the, their constitution or anything, is the mayor allowed to tell people who they can talk to and can't talk to? What do you mean? Well, she's telling them that they're not allowed to talk to any media about anything that happens right. in His her city. fellow officers. No, no, media. Media. They're not allowed to talk to media. Only she is. Nobody else. That's what it said in the beginning. Okay, it says she put a gag order on the entire department telling them they could not speak to members of the media. No, no, no. Only you she could. Just stop it. North Police Chief Mark Fallow resigned, citing Carson's issuance of a gag order on the entire department, telling them they could not speak to members of the media. Not the media. The police. Media can do whatever the hell they want, but they're no. not talking to the media. I I am not going to sit here and explain that. The further. police can't talk to the media; only she could. That's what I just said. This is about the police not being able to talk to the media, which is normal. They're saying it's not. That's why he resigned. I don't care why he resigned. She's in charge. She said she didn't want the them in on it for whatever reason. She's in charge. She's allowed to do that. Yes, she is. The mayor. Yes, she is. And if the people don't like it, they don't have to vote her in next time around. That's the way that works. So, But this is about telling police officers, which work for the city, that they are not allowed to independently speak to whatever media. And they have a specific spokesperson to do that. Which, by the way, in places like New York City where I work, is standard. They have they have an office of communications and they have a what I call a propaganda minister because uh, that, that, that's what they are, that spin things the cops way. Uh, but, no. Uh, anytime the police... Now, if the chief of police wasn't allowed to direct information that he thought was crucial to a case in some way would help him by saying in the media, that's the only reason I could see him having a problem, and I don't get that. 
Uh, and again, the mayor, when you work, you're appointed by the mayor. You're not elected as a police chief. The mayor's elected. Police chief's appointed by the mayor. So the police chief works for the mayor. So yes, if the mayor says, I'm giving you a direct order, he just gave you, he's your boss. You just got a direct order. That's the way it's supposed to work. I know they don't portray it like that on Blue Bloods, but that's how it really works. <laughs> they don't portray it like that on a lot of shows, Brian. <laughs> But the point is, look, she's so damn corrupt. Look, if, and if there wasn't corruption, the whole city would disappear. And if you don't like what's going on in your job, like we've done, you leave. That, that's it. That's what's good about having a good economy. You just go find another job. And if you're not living a bunch amongst your above your means, uh, it doesn't matter to you. You might you're fine with just not, you know taking a hit for a couple of weeks till you get another job. You know, as long as you stay flush and not in debt, you're good to go. That's in a, in a free economy. We don't have that. We had pretty close to it in Long Island when I was growing up, only because there was a big industrial boom. Man, I I could go from job to job, job getting raises. I, I think I have four jobs in six months getting raises just so I get more raises, raises. Because no one would give me money, so I'd get raises by going to somebody else who would pay me more money to leave and go to them. You know, and our kids don't have that opportunity right now. No, and you know, it's it, they would if we're, more so because back then we still weren't under the Constitution. Nope. Our economy still was nowhere near free. Nope. Yeah, Carter. We were in Carter Land. Yeah, was, yeah, <laughs> Carter Land. That was horrible. I, I I still remember the stupid sitting in the heat with no air conditioning, the sun beating down in a line of cars stretching up for about. A half a mile or so, because it was our day to go get gas. So it meant by license plate, you had even days and odd days. On even days, the even license plate got to go get gas. On odd days, the odd license plates got to go get gas, but they couldn't get gas on the other two times. That kind of nonsense was going on in this country in the 70s. Yeah, we might as well have been in Russia. Felt like it. It certainly was a long cheese line. <laughs> But you had to pay for the privileges of it when you got there. At least in Russia, you didn't have to pay for it. Uh, anyway, I don't. I you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of problems with it local. That's why we got to start from the ground up because we won't get ahead of ourselves by getting our legislature turning on our law enforcement because the sheriff's department is one of those things in our local government we have to take control of first, right? So he's going to be on our side before we end up into the national, uh, the state government at the state level. So just think about that. And of course, this means it's time I have to go. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner. From uncooperativeblogger.com, you're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. <laughs>